Welcome to the AFC preview episode. That's what you've all been waiting for. We lots of content. <laughs> kind of. Oh man, we got content for days. We we had to break this one into two parts just because there's one division that we have deemed worthy of basically the its whole episode? own episode. Yeah. Uh, as well as we broke into uh, selecting our uh, our top four for each conference as well as our Super Bowl matchup and winner. We're going to give you that today. Yep. Uh, we're also going to be jumping into our first week of NFL Pick'em because here. it's here. Hey, welcome to the best time of the year. This is Christmas for mm. all of us that have been waiting for yes, the last sir. six months. Let's go. Uh, we are so pumped for today. Uh, join us for parts one and part two. We're going to clip it into two episodes for you. So buckle up, kids. Uh, we're going to do ride. a thing for the next... <laughs> no, come <laughs> on. I was going to do it later. I was oh, going to do that for the gosh. second part. Come on. Uh, I hate him so much. Welcome to Sportsify with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the AFC preview. I am your host, oh, Matt Novak, on the hot mic. Next to me is Grant Hawker, as always. And Howdy. on the third is Jameson DeFore. Hello. We are so pumped because it's the day before. It's football eve, guys. It's tomorrow. NFL season eve tomorrow. I understand college football happened, people. But if we're being real, this not, show is much more dedicated to the NFL. I'm going to yeah. be honest. There was not much to talk about with our I our don't want to talk about college football literally Imagine at all. Imagine one yeah. You know what? 0-1 is okay, but it's not okay if you're the Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get that out of the way real fast. We got a whole bunch of stuff to dive into today. Um, we got we just drafted our fantasy teams mm -hmm. uh, in our mega league last night. Well, at least two of us did. Yeah. Uh, Jameson <laughs> had a band practice and oopsied on it, and so he's got an auto well, draft that we're going to read in, in a minute. Whatever group chats are associated with it, I'm not involved in. There is no group chats. We just email you. And then you get an email notification every time I change stuff in there. Uh, I look who, at my emails. Who pays nothing. attention to their like Yahoo email? I mean, yeah. let's be real. If this is such a hotly contested, contested draft, it was a uh, communications on zero. <laughs> <laughs> it's not our fault that you're literally in the bottom of the mega league. Yeah. Well, uh, that's right because I don't pay attention and I auto draft. Yes, that's probably why. That's very fair. Uh, Jameson's much more invested. Same in thing happened last year, money. too, I think, actually. Yeah. No, it did last year because we were we were on uh I think we were on a stage together. Oh yeah. And I was drafting and you're like, What Oof. are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, Oof. I'm I'm doing my league right now. Um but no, we had uh we had our mega league draft this week. Um I had another key one. Um I was just telling the guys I have been doing a ton of drafting the last two weeks because uh I found a forum that people are willing to pay you twenty dollars uh to do their draft. <laughs> And it is something that I excel at. And uh, so I did the homework for everybody and I drafted some pretty dope teams. Uh, there's going to be some 15-year-old uh, kids smoking their dads in fantasy <laughs> yeah. this year. I'm not going to lie. I think half of them were teenagers. I really do. I think half of them were. Yeah. Most of my effort was put into the Money League again this year. 12-man. That's got tough. The got the 12th pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so. you, but what was your back-to-back? -back? You took two running backs. Yeah. I went uh, Leonard Fournette and Aaron Jones. Yeah. That's not bad. Because everybody, else I mean, at I that hope for your grade's sake, you took Aaron Jones first. 
Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. 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 But uh, okay. Do, while we're on the uh, the subject, oh yeah. So read us your Sealy. He has not seen it yet. I just looked at it. That's what you hear me chuckling. It's, okay. It's well, how bad is it? It's rough, dude. All right. I haven't looked at anybody else's team. I don't okay. even know how many teams are in this. This is ten division. Okay. This is ten. I got mine. I got Hertz, Diggs, Lamb, and then I got Pierce, Houston. I got Antonio Gibson. I got Ooh. Kittle. I got Higgins and D Moore. That's all the starting lineup. Oh, you got running back hosed. Yeah, yeah I, that's, mean, that's, you, I will say you have some good receivers. Yeah, but no, and if I mean, the Hurts pick pans out, I that's got, not bad. Uh, I got Devonta Smith on the bench. Kareem Hunt, Naheem Hines, Lawrence as the quarterback okay. that I drafted. So you need Higby. Nick Chubb to die. <laughs> and then I got yeah. Justin Tucker to the goat. Hey. Because you know you drafted him in the seventh round. Yeah. Well, auto drafted. <laughs> and then it gave me the Denver and Green Bay defense on auto draft. Oh, I do hate the the auto draft because of Den because of the double defense thing it always does to you. Yeah. I mean that's that's a staple. You you draft a kicker way too early and yep. you get double defense every time. Because it's just filling out your starters. I mean, dude, your your running back room is rough. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's why I was like, oof. I mean Yeah, yeah we're gonna adapt and overcome. I mean, Washington, the the thing that I... I I'm only draft, projected to be six points behind in this matchup. That's not that bad. And considering this, where this guy's starting. got a pretty stacked team. I will say, D. Moore on the bench is a little surprising there. You might want to you might want to look at your possibles. Yeah. I don't know your... Ma- I don't know the Panthers matchup, but uh, DJ's It's the Browns. Good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Baker good. revenge week one. Mm-hmm. Baker revenge week one. Oh, you better start him. You better yeah. start. It. I yeah, literally. There, there's a Levi sitting at home right now, going, "You better start DJ." Well, Who are we kidding? He doesn't even know that DJ Moore plays on that team. He no. just knows Baker does. Yeah, and Christian McCaffrey. Um, I I felt really good about my drafts. I had a great fantasy week. Uh, I for the most part, the A League in our mega uh, thing, which I've explained on our fantasy football show before. We have a three tiered league. Uh, that does A, B, and C. Um, I am the reigning champion of the A League. Um, it's all rigged. I mean, and, you're the creator. You're just yeah, it's just all rigged. Yeah, hundred percent rigged. Mm-hmm. I I mess with the stats all the time. He doesn't let people know when the draft is going, so he can get all. <laughs> he people. actually sets it for two a.m. <laughs> yeah. You know, he yeah he recklessly changes the draft date a month ahead of time and sends out an email notification. It's all it's all garbage. You have to understand. Some of us are under thirty. Cool. 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 <laughs> so, you t- so it's my fault that you turn notifications off on everything. No, I just don't look at my email for fantasy updates. I don't yeah, have I don't. group chats for fantasy. Well, a well, GM of your caliber. I'm not the GM. Actually, Grant is the GM now that of I think the about it. You're, you're the yes. commissioner in the C League. Yes, but I wasn't. You're supposed mad to be. at the wrong person. No, 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 well, you're whoa, the owner. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. I wasn't supposed to be, and then. It was supposed well, to be someone we else. Have an, we, we have a friend who does not listen you, to this show that is an absentee commissioner you literally who does nothing. Sent, you're like, hey, I, you call me like three times. You're like, hey, I need you to change the commissioner to this guy. I'm like, okay. And then like to me so no. that I could adjust stuff. And then I gave it to you. No, no, no. Uh, whoever Kittles and. Oh, that was B because you were getting demoted. Oh, maybe that was B. Yeah. And then I gave oh. it to you in C. Okay. Maybe that's what it was. That's what it is. So we, I will say <laughs> yeah. in it's the one you guys are in, the day. we just have this absentee guy that wasn't doing anything. So he hands it off to me. I set everything up and then I make Grant or whoever the commissioner that year. Okay. But and, again, uh, yeah. what really is there to do since you set everything? I can, st- there's I'm nothing still an, to do. I'm still an absentee commissioner. I'm just blaming you because you were the commissioner of record when the draft happened. <laughs> and that yeah, is very fair. true. And that's you had fair. been the commissioner for over a week. So, that's fair. Deal. That's fair. Anyway, uh, 
we we wasted our solid five minutes on fantasy football. <laughs> um, but I, I do feel like it's going to be a good year for me. Uh, tonight, we are going through, or today's show, whatever. Um, we are going through the AFC. Grant has done the homework, gone through the stuff. Just as we had done in our previous episode, I went through the NFC. Uh, we didn't make Grant do that this year, uh, do any of the NFC, because we didn't want to make him do the Seahawks. <laughs> but now I have to talk about the team that my, my guy went to. Yeah, now you do have to do that. And <laughs> Which, but we're probably way, finishing we're... up there, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. That's, that's, you know, you don't, you don't. Yeah, you, you know, start with the bottom. Yeah, you don't start with the main course. You gotta yeah, yeah, yeah. You work, build you know, your way. Get some appetizers. Yeah, we got it. We yeah. got one good team in this division. And yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So Grant is going to take us through it tonight. Uh, Jameson and I'll be jumping in uh, to offer our two cents. We got some stats of the week we're going to go through, yep. and uh, we will do our week one pick them. That's right. I do have that ready to go tonight. So That's right. Um, we A will be matchup. hitting that up, the, dude. I'm just saying the football gods week one. Oh, I mean, it's fantastic. not it, okay. It, it's it's the people who the, the the NFL schedulers for week one, yeah. incredible. Uh, yeah, other than the 49ers have to play the Bears, I'm not excited about this at well, all. But but there's but, a lot of you know old quarterbacks going back to old no, teams. It's brilliant. You're Some right. Super Bowl picks. It is it's brilliant. Got the WWE storyline. Oh yeah, yeah. and it's all about the story. Have you guys seen by the way the first uh, month of Thursdays? It's, I know second week is stacked. Uh, dude, the Ch- Chargers are playing the Chiefs second week. Yeah. I mean, I haven't looked whoo. past that, so I'm sure we'll. No, it's that. it's it's bangers until mid October. It's bangers, and, and nice then there's a couple is, weeks where it's yeah, yeah. And the nice thing now is like it's not as top heavy as it used to be. Yeah, like there's a like we talked about the Last NFC. Week, it's like yeah, there's, there's a big a, middle. It's not NFC's not the greatest, but there's a lot of teams that can slip into those wild card spots that are actually worth watching. Absolutely. Uh, and so say and now the AFC is kind of like the. I mean, you know, any the NFC big dog, ma- any AFC matchup is just exciting. Like yeah. let's just be real. There, there's there's eight teams that you're like they're on i'm watching yeah. in the afc so yeah well grant start us off where are we heading to man? so we're gonna start with the afc south but i do want to say before we start i decided that since last week we all were kind of hovering around nine wins ten wins for a lot of these teams i decided to be a little harsh on teams just for some talking points okay and just because i think it's more exciting you will live to regret this folks probably but that being said, we're going to start with AFC South. We're going to jump in with the, with the Colts. The Colts are still operating the NFL's hottest QB carousel, this time subbing in longtime Falcons star Matt Ryan for Carson Wentz. They did the Carson Wentz experience last year. Um, it was a failure. It was a failure. Well, it was doing fine until the last week of the season. Last two weeks. Last two weeks of the season. Yep. He was doing fine. Like st- Stats-wise, I think he ended with 28 touchdowns and over 4,000 yards. I think that's where he ended yep. up. So like on paper, that looks good. But when you drop the last week of the season to the Jaguars and a win and you're in, yep. it's a win and you're in. And also the Jaguars fans, that game, all dressed up as clowns, more clown noses and stuff that week amazing. of the season. So that storyline is pretty incredible. But since ever since... Andrew Luck had announced his retirement in August of 2019. Um, they have kind of been looking. They did Phillip Rivers. They did Carson Wentz. And now they have Matt Ryan. The swap may not, uh, may not noticeably raise the ceiling for the position, but it's going to stabilize it. Um, Carson Wentz is a high-risk, high-reward kind of player. You know, he, he'll throw an incredible touchdown, but then have a mind-boggling interception. Yeah. As he's being pulled to the ground, he'll throw it in the middle of nowhere and get a pick six. So the ceiling isn't there. But the floor is way higher. It's way more stable uh, there with Matt Ryan. Um, it'll, it'll stabilize the offense for Coach Frank Reich, whose top achievement in Indy is probably just weathering this abrupt turmoil. 
I mean, there's been a lot of chaos that's happened um, for them in that place. But I will say the Colts absolutely fleeced the Falcons by just giving up a third round pick and paying him almost nothing uh, for a guy who has over 4,000 yards in 10 of his 14 seasons in the NFL. Yep. That's insane. You don't get that kind of production. Like trading a third round pick and getting that kind of production is incredible. Yeah. And what's, I think the one thing, the one knock on uh, Matt Ryan that, uh, that most people give is he does not have those high end touchdown numbers. No, that's never been it's a mid twenties. Yeah, it's it's mid twenties, high twenties. Hit, I think he's hit thirty three or four times. Yeah, uh, over the course of his career. Um, you I know, mean, and also taking account last year is the first time in t- eleven seasons he didn't clip four thousand yards, but mm-hmm. he was at three thousand nine hundred with Dang. no one at court at wide receiver. Like their wide receiver core was awful. Yeah, their weapons were awful, and yet he was still able to produce serviceable enough numbers for a team that is a bottom feeder in the NFC. So um, that's what they will do at quarterback. That's their big addition here. Um, they now, they, the shoulder, who's going to carry the workload on that shoulder is Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's a true workhorse, should remain the centerpiece of that offense due to a lacking wide receiver core. Michael Pittman's a solid receiver. His usage was in the 90%, I think it was 93% on snaps. Genuinely, like, do they have a number two? Like, they, is there... Uh, is, Ali Cox. <laughs> I like, is I, Jonathan Taylor going to be their number two? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's 100% going to be their number two. Jeez. So they definitely, I mean, I believe they honestly should have looked at a wide receiver in the draft um, right. using the high pick. So the wide receiver room is better than the Falcons since they have a number one. Sure. Um, and Pittman's going to get high usage, um, yeah. but his ceiling is not that high. I think he's a solid player. He'll have a nice career. Um, but so it, it's not, it's nothing exciting on the wide receiver core. The defense under Gus Bradley's direction is as good as it looks on paper. Ew. They have some big name additions like Unique Ngakwe and Stefan Gilmore. I mean, dude, we talked about Unique Ngakwe last year. Like he got traded, yep. I think twice last year, Yep. but still produced a double digit sacks and has done that pretty much ever since he's been in the league. He's kind of like, to me, he's like the Brandon Cooks for defensive ends, like produces a thousand yards, but gets traded all the time. Yeah, you're like sure that he's a cancer and everybody's like, no, we really like him. Just but but we, we don't we, want him on our team. We just don't want him on our team. We don't want we do not want ten and a half sacks from him, apparently. Yeah. But they're looking good. They should be scrappy. I predict uh, a ten and seven record for them um on the year. And I will say it now, I believe they're gonna win the division this year. At ten and seven, I think we'll get it done for them. Mm. Um I think that their schedule is a little tough. I'm um, looking at it honestly that all of the AFC they all have tough schedules because they all yeah it's just it's just it's an intense division an d- intense conference um so I have them at ten and seven because I don't think they have a lot of flash but they'll win in the trenches and I think that their offensive line is going to be healthier this year I think that they're they're going to be a scrappy but not a flashy team so I I. I mean, I see a lot of things you're talking about. A lot of that, I'm I'm right in line with too. Um, you know, I make the 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 joking point about do they have a number two? Because I I was sitting there thinking like it's got to be the tight end. It's got to. I mean, they literally I cannot name who's left in that wide receiver room that has any catches to note. Um, no. They've they've had to move on from uh, different players over the last two years, and uh, so it's just a completely uh, new and and young squad that's really inexperienced. Uh, Paris Campbell is is oh, their, yeah, is their number two from injury. That's right. He's their number two. Yeah, he had two devastating injuries. 
Yeah, so Paris, he's basically missed the last two seasons, right? Yeah, so Paris Campbell, number two, looks like Alec Pierce, number three. I don't really know who that is. Yeah. Okay. Also, something to say, the Colts have Nick Foles as their backup. Yeah. They do, they do have a guy that can go in and win you a few games. Yeah. And but if, I don't imagine Matt Ryan getting injured. He doesn't really get injured. Have a good O-line. Yeah. He'll be upright. But just, just something that I just I, figured out as I looked at their depth chart. Yeah, I was going to say, I, uh, I like, um, obviously love the O-line. Love where the defense is at. Uh, I like the record that you're giving them. Uh, and I think, I think I'm going to sit right there with you as well. I do think this is a playoff team. I think... Yeah. If you put Matt Ryan in the same situation next uh, this coming year, and you got to have two wins at the end, this is a guy who's proven that he can get teams to the playoffs, proven that he can perform well in the playoffs. I think he uh, he won't lose you the game. No, he's not going to lose you the game, and he has never, in my estimation, had a running back that is a quality even close to Jonathan Taylor. Um, and I think that ultimately is had a flashy be a huge season difference. from Freeman. Yeah, in twenty sixteen, a really good season, but that was a flash in the pan. Yeah. I know we made a quick joke, so I'm just going to say it before we move on from the Colts. Uh, I like 10 and 7. I'm going to agree with that. I'm not going to necessarily name them division winner yet. I do want to have the conversation about well, one other team yeah. in this in this division. But mm-hmm. um, uh, last time, by the way, the Colts beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Anybody know this one? 2014. So, mm-hmm. and uh, Andrew Luck uh, threw four touchdowns, and I think it was 340, 370 yards, somewhere in that range that game. Went thirty-one to thirty-nine. Uh, no interceptions. They beat them forty-four to like I think seventeen or thirteen, something like that. Just brutally massacred them. Might have even been less than that. Oh, seventeen. Yeah, they were up thirty to nothing at halftime. Um, but that was the last time the Colts have done anything in Jacksonville. So that loss last year, um, Colts fans will tell you that was actually expected. They know that that's a problem when they go down there. I just wanted to make a quick uh, mention. Um, yeah, let's, uh, I know we're moving on down to the Texans. Let's go there. Uh, Jameson, did you have a guess by the way, before we, on the record? I I was going to say probably 10 and seven as well. All right. We're in agreement. That's boring. Let's move on to the Texans and see if one of us is going to give more wins or not. Righty. We got the Texans, the Houston Texans wallowing in their own mess, replacing one aging head coach with another, despite the roster lacking more than a, a small handful of and identical building blocks. The Watson era is over in Texas, and with the Texans officially, they traded him. They got quite a, they got quite a haul for him. Um, they got quite a haul for a dude who wasn't even playing on their team. Yeah. Like so, I mean, good on them. I think it was three first rounders. Mm-hmm. Three first rounders, um, and they got that. to keep all that money, and and they <laughs> got to keep all that money. Um, and honestly, I don't think Houston is that broken up that they got rid of Deshaun Watson, especially as we talk about the Browns Ooh. later. They're having to pay for some of that. But Lovey Smith uh, is a respected man who has not led a winning team since 2012. I, I question genuinely how he got this job. And why he still hasn't? We, we've, seen, we've seen the meme. Lovey Smith came in and led the 27th ranked defense uh, it, in his first year, this last year, to being 31st in the league. And then he got to become the head coach. He had lost his job in the NFL then went to Illinois and lost that job. And I'm, I'm pretty after sure winning almost no games. And I believe he was he was a position coach for the Ravens uh-huh. for the wide receivers who ranked I think 29. But you know what? Yeah, as a group, like he, I, he has a winning record as coach. He he well he does have that, but that's because he was 
he had one of the greatest defenses <laughs> uh, in Chicago uh, that he did not assemble, by the way. Yeah. Um, and a GM that left that team uh, the year before he got let go, um, who had assembled it. But uh, just saying, Lovey, Lovey has a dope beard, though. Have you seen he does. His, have you seen I his like white it. beard? I do like it. I mean, it looks really good on him. So anyway, I just wanted to mention... Um, I don't understand how this man has his job. He seems I, like a very nice guy, though. He, he does. I mean, with a name like Lovey. He's I mean, a nice man. Yeah. With a name like Lovey, you kind of have to be nice, I feel yeah. like. But anyway, um, they seem to be building around young QB Davis Mills, who honestly kind of surprised everybody. I mean, he, yeah, he, did. he outperformed Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Like, he had 16 touchdowns um, on the season, uh, just under 3,000 yards, but also, I think, was injured sometime, didn't play, didn't start some games. Um, so I think this is really, they're going to see what they have in him this year. Um, he had a solid rookie year. Um, he outperformed every rookie except Mac Jones. This is a year that they decide if they, this is someone they can build a team around. Houston secondary was ranked last, last year under Smith in 2021. and is now banking on an injury prone Derek Stanley to change the game. Uh, definitely. I, I, I disagree with their pick. They went him as the first QB off the board. They're with the third overall pick. Quarterback, quarterback. You said QB. Did CB. I? CB, yep. um, Derek Stingley as their third overall pick. Um, I think that's a huge mistake when you had Sauce Gardner there uh, available for you. Obviously, he went with the next pick, um, but that's who they're looking at to kind of headline that that defense. I mean, he's a stud, but he's injury prone. Um, they have a tough schedule this year. I don't see any change in their record um, from four and thirteen last year. Uh, I I like Mills to develop a little bit. Um, Damian Pierce, I think he's been officially confirmed as RB1 on that he team. He is RB1. That's been announced, um, I which think is good that, news for Jameson. <laughs> I, I think it's also just good news <laughs> yeah, for that. Yeah, thank you. I think it's good news for that team to have RB1. I mean, he's looked, he, looks, he looks really well, looked really good in the preseason. Yeah, the committee believe, did not do well last no, year. It no, was, it, was, it was not good. I don't even remember who they really... Uh, it was uh, Burkhead? Burkhead, who's still there, someone who retired... Uh, and, then they, and then they also cut Marlon Mack this yep, year. But Marlon, they, I think they brought him in the, on the yeah, offseason. Um, and so, it was not, yeah, it just wasn't a good. So, I, I mean, I, I, I expect him to have a solid year. I expect, you know, if you're, if you have him on your fantasy team, he'll do well. You know, Philip Lindsay was there. That was one of them. Philip Lindsay, yep. yes, and did nothing. I, I, I'm going to give him five wins. They do have a couple of games in their schedule that I think are winnable. They're always going to get a shocker. I mean, every bad team wins at some point, gets that shocker game, unless you're a certain Lions yeah. team. But um, yeah, I, I like them at just one more win. I Just because of the development, uh, mm-hmm. Davis Mills, but I don't have anything different to add there. Yeah. Jameson? Also, I don't want to talk about them too much because it's the Texans. Yeah, no joke. There's not much. I, <laughs> I kind of want to give them like, you know, five, six wins, just being hopeful because I like Davis Mills. Sure. Would you say but, the ceiling six? The absolute ceiling, yeah. Okay. I, well, I think there are some okay. teams in, in here that are kind of like bad sleepers, but they could also very well be the worst team in the league this year and win two games. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I, I mainly think they play the AFC West this year. That's tough. That's, that's four losses, kids. That's yeah. We're gonna, four losses. They also <laughs> play teams like they, they will play teams that I think are just better than them, like the Eagles. Yeah. They play the Dolphins. I think the Browns, even though they won't have Deshaun Watson, are still a better team than them. Oh, for sure. But, um, the Cowboys, but I think you're going to catch somebody who's injured. 
Sure. On a bad week, maybe they're they're not playing their quarterback. Um, like they almost got a win last year against the Niners because yeah. Trey Lance I mean, had to come we, in. We talked Jimmy. about the like last week a little bit even, or maybe it was the episode before that, where the Texans are kind of that garbage time, sneaky, yeah, put up right. points on you out of nowhere kind of team and like yep. make things a little closer than you would want it to be. Mm-hmm. So if they can do that a little bit earlier uh, and just be a little bit more productive um, through the first three quarters of a football game, then they <laughs> might add a couple extra wins that they otherwise wouldn't have. And if they so found that, that running game and they're keeping possession, maybe they get to do that. Yeah. So. Do you like do you like five then, or is that where you're sticking? I, with? I would say five is like what's more comfortable for me. I don't really okay. see them winning more than six games, but again, I could also seeing them be the you know number one overall pick this yeah. coming year, winning like two games. Right, right. Oh, that All makes right. sense. So five and twelve, five and twelve, four and thirteen, four and thirteen. There yeah. you go. Next team we have up, I think, is a big question mark. The biggest like, what could they be team in this division? We are looking at the Jaguars, who are hoping that coach. Super Bowl winning head coach Doug Peterson can revitalize their program. Philly special. Much like he did for the Eagles. Uh, truth be told, the only direction for former number one pick Trevor Lawrence is up. Oh my gosh, was it a forgettable rookie year? I mm-hmm. think at one point in the season, he had statistically, I think, the worst rookie season for the first overall pick. Um, so he had a, a really rough go at the start of the season. Um, Worse than Ryan Leaf? I there was at one I think it was like in the, the first bar. <laughs> okay I think this was like I saw this stat when it was like week eight or nine so I don't know how it ended up panning out but okay. he did at one point have like the worst QBR some of the worst accuracy Dang. some of those some of those stats that you measure a quarterback on he had the worst he had a better week one than Aaron Rodgers last year I That's think true. yeah his week one wasn't too bad because Aaron Rodgers remember the stat on Aaron Rodgers that if he no. if he would have thrown the ball into the dirt on every play his quarter QBR would have been like thirty four. His QBR, it was, like 30. it was 31. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so they had an absolutely awful year. Urban Meyer was quite possibly the worst head coach hiring of the past decade. Um, I mean, the drama, the, the stuff that he was accused of doing, it was an embarrassment to coaching, in my opinion. I mean, if you want to know how bad it was, just ask Rich Eisen, who just every week was unloading on this clown. He, he kicked the kicker in his leg. Told him to do his effing job. <laughs> he like, kicked him in the leg. He didn't go on the team flight home and went to go party. Yeah, with at a with, club with females that were not that his wife. Not his wife. That's yeah. how we said mm-hmm. that last time. Yes. We left it at that. Yep, and that's where we will leave it. Um, so the 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 Jacksonville the Jacksonville Jaguars had a lot of cash, um, and they spent it. Um, oh, specifically on um an ex Cardinal wide receiver by the name of Christian Kirk. Who got paid seventeen million dollars a year? Um, every player should want his agent. Bingo. Every like he he's the winner. That oh, man is he's the winner of the offseason. That is, man is, is that together. his agent or is that the Jaguars just being incompetent? Well, I think it's it's a we perfect. We know the Jaguars are incompetent. I sent the meme to you guys this last week that the Jaguars have spent two point four billion dollars since what was that like On a bunch of number two sixteen twenty sixteen yeah uh, yeah they are, they've spent more they've spent double what the last 10 teams have in the, and in have the, the worst agency. record in that yeah, span. And they have the worst record in the NFL and they spent double what teams who have won a Super Bowl in the last six years have spent in free agency. I mean, we, I, I don't want to just bash on Christian Kirk. He had 962 yards last season, which is fine, but yeah. paying a number two $17 million is absolutely mind boggling and insane. Okay. Uh, you say that, but there is another number two. It's in the NFC West that's making 15. 
Allen Robinson is bringing in fifteen million. Now, Allen Robinson is better than Christian Kirk. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I want to say. I, I also say that. think that Christian Kirk reset the market for wide receivers, yeah. and that's what mm-hmm. this is. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of those guys, and I and I think there was a preemptive. To be honest with you, I think we knew that the market was going to push high for wide receivers coming up in the next two years. But uh, yeah, it this was bad. Christian Kirk. This was yeah. in, in, seriously, it was going to be some no namer that got way more money and than they deserved. Just, and the, just, the way it goes, I mean, think about. It. I think Byron Jones is like a top three paid cornerback. It's because he was best available at last two years ago, right? And and genuinely, we're we're mentioning it, but like the Jaguars just have to spend money to get people there. Yeah, they no do. one wants to go there, right? And like they'd rather go to Miami or Tampa Bay. We're all we're all team. Blazer fans, and we have seen that Portland con- uh, continuously over the years has had to overpay certain people yeah. to come and play for them simply because they can't get free agents to go hang out in Portland, yeah. you know, all, all year long. And um, and want to sign there, and this is what you're dealing with in Jacksonville yeah. is a losing culture where you have to overpay guys just to be a part. I will say this though, real quick about Christian Kirk. Obviously, it's an overpay, but at the same time, they did get much better at that position. Yes, so, it is. They got much better at that position, and also you'll take it, but not for that price, really. But yeah, and you, yeah, it's you will you will take it, understanding too that Christian Kirk had 962 yards. Their number one receiver in Arizona is D Hop. Of course, he's number one. Right. So. There could be some. I mean, Christian Kirk's only twenty five. There is potential for him to to really blossom. Well, and as him a playing opposite Zay Jones is mm-hmm. you know it's it's a good one too. It's not it's it's definitely I'd say in the bottom six uh, overall. It, it gives Trevor Lawrence a chance to actually potentially do yeah. something and, and, and show and off arm, his arm. And he's got two running backs. James Robinson shown he yep. can play. Who's officially back? Uh, Travis Etienne, right? Yep. I said that right. Yeah, uh, their first round. It. Pick from uh, their they're expecting picks. big things from uh, if you drafted them on your fantasy team. Good stinking luck. It's still the Jaguars. Yeah, but um, they're expecting big things. There's potential. There's a higher ceiling yeah. right now. I and I think you're correctly labeling this. They they have clearly improved. But honestly, the only direction here was up. Yeah, I mean it was so f- bad. Yeah, it was awful. Doug Peterson is I think is a good head coach. Yeah, I don't know if he's a great, but he's a good. I mean he yes. won a Super Bowl. That's valid. And I mean again, my other hot take Jaguars <laughs> thing. If they have like a winning record or, you know, the, we'll talk about their record here, but if they're close to 500 and there's not something else crazy that happens, there might be some Doug Peterson coach of the year narratives turning around a dumpster fire and making them serviceable. Well, I mean, yeah. And and I know anything's a win for this team. Yeah. Like everything is going to look good for them because you, 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 you naturally compare it to last year. Yeah, and I think you, you you know you're getting to it here on the defensive side of the ball in a moment I know, but like the the talent they have added mm-hmm. um which you know it has just it's significantly raising the potential bar. You have the players, that's not the problem. The the issue here was the culture. It was yeah. horrible, horrific. It was and bad it, and it got even worse. Yeah, you dumped gasoline on it mid-season last year and then set it on fire. I mean yeah. that you and sank that ship right then and there. I mean, Shot Khan made the right move by dumping, Absolutely. dumping him. I think what was it? I was was it after the kicker? Thing? It was after the kicker incident. I remember yeah. we we reported it because like I got the notification on my phone and we're like we were just talking about him. We're like there it is. Thank God. Yep. Yeah. So yes. Um, speaking of their defense, they've they've shored up an important part, a key part of that defense. Um, some young pass rushers in Trevon Walker, who looks to be pretty. I mean, in that he's preseason, fast. he's fast. He looks good. He looks to be kind of like the Swiss Army knife kind of player. He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna do the. You know the, the you know, twelve to fifteen 
uh, sacks. I was just going to say the over under for me is nine. Yeah, that's Bose's rookie number. He sat out a couple games, yeah. but but that's Bose's rookie number. You taking the I over think, the under? I think. Mm, I think under like seven. I I think under. If if it were like, well, where are we setting the line? We have to it has to nine, be a, nine. It has to be a point five. You know. Oh oh my goodness! Seriously, you know. <laughs> then I would have made it an eight point five. Eight point five. I'm taking the under. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he'll hit around seven. I think I have a couple picks. I think he'll get some of that. I mean, prowling around because he's dropping back and he's dropping back in pass well, he, coverage. And he hit so hard. I would not be surprised Some if he's a couple force fumbles, couple interceptions. I really hope he stays seven, healthy. Seven, eight sacks. Because uh, I'd like to see, especially yeah. the first couple of years where it's really developmental. Yeah. Because yeah. well, he can be pretty scary. Yeah. He he could be. I, the only thing, I mean, you like his he's, you like his length and everything. He's not super tall. And, uh, and he's not, uh, like his chest is just not barreled out yet. I mean, he's still yeah. got that college thin vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, like you see the same thing in Aiden Hutchinson, though, and that that's not going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that. But him I, and I, Josh I Allen think, together should be great. I do think that Trevon Walker was the better athlete yeah. out, of, out of out of out of the two. I don't think they really lost. I mean, if they wanted the sack production, they should have gone with Hutchinson. But I don't think they're going to be upset with Trevon Walker. They got Josh Allen, the the. Not the quarterback, Josh Allen. Um, the, <laughs> that would be a really good move. They should yeah, try that. They should. Um, <laughs> but here, I think they improve a lot. I think they go seven and ten. Um, I think best case. Mm. I think best case scenario is eight and nine. Uh, they the here's where they, they struggle again. This division plays the AFC West. That's right. where I really am hard on this team, especially with this next team Schedule that we're talking about. Brutal. But they play three AFC AFC West teams in a row and then play the Ravens. They're gonna lose for a month. And so is the next team I'm going to talk about. Genuinely, I okay. Say they get one of those, one they out could. of four. You're going one and three. Best case scenario here, maybe, you are not getting. Maybe two you grab and two. the Raiders. I, I mean, well, you're saying a lot already, there, buddy. I mean, if you just you just pegged the worst team in the AFC no, West on accident. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I did. Oh, okay, okay. We'll um, see. We'll see. No yeah. spoilers. I no sp- matchups wise, yeah, that's just brutal. Um. Man, I love that your ceiling on them is eight and nine. I think that says a lot. I, I that that that's if I think I think pan out. I I think yeah. they're seven and ten though. I think I think eight and nine without Lawrence taking a considerable jump is not doable. Um, and I think I think seven and ten would be my hopeful. I'm a six and eleven here. I'm gonna go with the uh, what I call the double single, eight and nine or nine and eight. Wow! The, wow! The, the two numbers you're gonna you're keep, gonna keep tab single. a a ceiling nine and eight on them. Yeah, I I think. All right, that, the over under is eight and a half. The, the, we're, I'm just gonna I'm gonna yeah I. They are my. Uh, I don't even want to say they're like a a dark horse team because the AFC is like so packed that getting into the one of those wild card spots is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't think they're quite there. But I think there will be some narrative at the end of the season, the last three some, or four weeks. Something's where it's up like for grabs. The Jaguars' playoff hopes still alive as of right now. They're in the hunt for if, that seventh seed. If they're in it's it going to be 15, one of those things where it's like fourteen things need to happen for them to get yeah. in. <laughs> That's fair. But if they're in it at fifteen, yeah. Doug Peterson better get some votes. Yeah, just yes. saying. That's what I'm saying. And That's as a fair. Jags yes. fan, you there are happy be a with narrative that. where if they go. Eight and nine, nine and eight. That we do get some of those Peterson Coach of the Year stuff. So that's where, yep. as we look towards that, like you said, kind of week fifteen ish range, it's like, oh, they're still hanging around. Nice. If they're yeah. nine and eight, Doug Peterson better just flat win it. Yeah, because yeah. this team has been so dumpster fire. 
Um, if they're at nine and eight and miss out on a playoff spot on a technicality or whatever, or just because the, the bar was 10, yeah. you have the depth of the AFC. Yeah. I, he better win it just right there. That's, that's just, that shows such an investment into their culture, into their future and some freaking coaching prowess for yeah. sure. Yeah. So and I, I think if I were a betting man, I would probably feel more comfortable with that eight and nine. Yeah. But you know. We'll we'll see. Maybe Trevor okay. Lawrence comes in and he's the guy that we saw in college and he's actually playmaking and there's just not a dumpster fire organization from the top down. Who knows? Yeah, I'm not as hopeful as you guys, but I accept that you are hopeful yep. and I have no problem with it. There has to be a dark horse somewhere. That's fine. There there's yeah. not very many dark horses in the AFC right <laughs> no, now. No, it's either you're good or you're not for the yeah. most part. Awesome. So going on to the next team, the last team in this division that we're talking about is the Titans. Um, this is one of the NFL's toughest teams so consistently physical under Mike yeah. Rabel he's a solid I mean didn't he win coach of the year last yeah. year he's, yep, they he's got, the dude he got his team to the number one seed at 12 and 5 um, Patriots-esque approach favors running the ball and winning in the defensive trenches uh, also no one should doubt Derrick Henry uh, he is coming off of an injury uh, still Derrick Henry I believe at least anyway yeah he is um, uh, Jeffrey Simmons on their D-line should wreck some havoc uh, their ceiling, however, is going to rise and fall on Tannehill. Coming off yet another poor playoff outing and now forced to pivot to new targets with the number one wideout, A.J. Brown, being traded to the Eagles. Um, they brought in Traylon Burks to be that replacement for Brown. Again, we've talked about this. If you get 80% production out of him for 80% less money, essentially. <laughs> oh, dude, like 92% less money yeah. this year. Um, that's a win for this team. It really is. Um, so. Here's where I struggle. They're not going to win in November. Ooh. They play the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Packers, and the Bengals, all teams that are better than they are. Like, like, I honestly think those teams are better than them. And then, actually, that, and then the first week in December, they play the Eagles, and then they play the Chargers. Dang. That is so tough. And I, I, I just, to avoid this, like, 10-7 and 7 for a bunch of these teams, like, something has to give here. Because these other teams, like like the Chiefs, the Broncos, Packers, Bengals, I see them all, you know, hitting that double digit number. Um, in that, I don't think they're they're not as good. I think that 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 secondary is suspect. Um, I think that even though you still get a good value at the wide receiver, you still lose something with AJ Brown leaving this team. You yeah, just for do. sure. You just do. Um, I I think they they go eight and nine, easily the toughest schedule in their division. Um, and I think we see Malik Willis start some games for this team because, dude, that, that's back-to-back seasons where Tannehill has not been. I mean, they're paying him some good money. They're paying him mid-20s, $25 million, yeah. 26 Yeah, they're so using they that, paid him a couple years ago. Let's say using he had that Jimmy G contract era, he had so. that He had that kind of resurgence. Was solid, led them. But, dude, I don't, I don't see this team repeating what they did. They really just, like, lucked out. They had an easy schedule last year. Um, but I mean, you saw that, I mean, they sacked Joe Burrow nine times in that playoff game and still lost. Right. They still lost. Like, because that offense just couldn't produce. That offense could not produce. Derrick Henry was, I think he was available, but he was still, it was like his first week back from that injury or second week back. Right. He was struggling again. That secondary is not good. It's just not, it's just not good at all. And especially in an AFC that is just so weapons heavy. And we're going to talk more about some weapons in the AFC, like, dude, I don't believe in this team at all. I really don't. So I'm not going to do this with every team and we haven't, but let's walk it through because you bring up such a good point about their schedule and the difficulty thereof. Cause I'm, I'm counting games here. This is 
Not a team that I was doing the in-depth on, so I haven't looked through everything, so, but I knew they had an overall. I, for every team, I went difficult through and schedule, counted so. how many losses they were going to have. Yeah. So and this so, is... The, so I'm just going to label it out. Let's let, let's walk it through. They're, ta- they're playing the Giants at home week one. That's, that's a win. A win. Uh, they have to play at the Bills week two. That's a loss. loss. Especially because uh, the Bills will be coming off of a loss in week one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the The... They are hosting the Raiders week three. That's two losses. I think that's a 50-50 game, especially early uh, when you're not dealing with injuries uh, <laughs> and you have the ability to control the game on the ground uh, much more so than the Raiders do. Yeah. But uh, not saying that Raiders offense won't be clicking. Um, also, this 10 a.m. game and they're playing it at their place. Uh, West Coast that, teams yeah, don't that, play yeah. well a lot of the time at those 10 a.m.s. Unless you were the Russell Wilson era Seahawks. Mm, adorable. Uh, remember was, that era? Uh, uh-huh. Do you, Grant? I do. Um, When's the last time you won a Super Bowl? I think that's a 50-50 game. <laughs> what? Would you want to talk to me about this right now? I'm just asking when's the last time you won a Super Bowl? Uh, I have never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then they are they're traveling to the Colts. I do think that's a loss. Yep. They're traveling to the Commanders. That's a win. Yep. Uh, so I personally am 3-3 three and three right here. Yep. They're then hosting the Colts. I like that one. That's four and three. They are traveling to the Texans. That's five and three. And then the gauntlet comes at the Chiefs. Loss, five and four. At home against the Broncos. I don't think they're going to win, but I think it'll be close. Uh, That's five and five. Uh, At Green Bay in mid-November. No thanks. Loss. That's a loss. They're then hosting the Bengals. This, to me, could be a 50-50 game because they've got 10 days off. They do have 10 days off. But that's uh, secondary against the weapons that the Bengals have. That's fair. That's fair. Just, to me, it's a 50-50 game. I mean, the Niners were not at full strength and were able to beat the Bengals last year. Um, you know, I, I do think with the Bengals, one of the things I would state about them is that, yes, obviously their offensive line was atrocious. That's why the 49ers beat them. Yeah. Um, they, they got a little better. I wouldn't say that line is amazing. We're going to talk about them in a little bit. But I think that's a little bit of a 50-50. Uh, they're traveling to Philly in December. Don't like that one. They're at home against the Jaguars. So right here, sorry, I'm at 6-6, six 7-7. Six, seven, six and seven. Then I'm at 7-7 seven seven. Uh, after that Jaguars game. Then against the Chargers. I think that's I'm a at, loss. Yeah, 7-8. Texans again, 8-8. Eight and eight. Then you got... At home against the Cowboys and then they at could the lose. Jaguars, they, they could lose against the Cowboys. They could lose against the Cowboys, especially at home. with again a high power, an offense that's good. Yeah, and that's going to be one of those special games that they're playing five days after uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's one of those special schedules. They've got to play on a six day turnaround and then on a five day turnaround right after that. That could be a loss. So they, yeah, they could be sitting there, honestly, at eight and eight going into the Jaguars game. That's where I'm and at. And again, in division games, I mean, anybody can grab those. I mean, mm-hmm. I, they play each other tough. Like the with with division games, a lot of times it's a lot of times you split unless you're yeah. uh, unless you're like the the Bills playing like the Jets or something like that. You those games usually those teams can get split. It's a in in this fair and Jacksonville apparently plays real well last game of the year at home. Yeah, they do, um, especially if they're yeah. trying to play for something. Dude, I don't think you're far fetched here at eight and nine. I'm personally going to go nine and eight. I think Vrabel's just a better coach. Yeah, um, to that point. But I, I don't, you're right. This is one of those teams, I don't think they got better. I think they got healthy. Yeah. But I don't think they got better. They traded away their number one receiver. 
instead of paying him $25 million, which probably wasn't a horrible choice. No. But you're going to have growing pains from that. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm right in line with you, but I do give him the wins. I think eight and nine is probably at 10 is the ceiling for me. And, yes. and if anything, that's just out of respect for, again, Vrabel and also Derrick Henry, yeah. because Derrick Henry legitimately, if carries he's healthy, he can, carries can win you football games single handedly. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, um, we kind of saw that. Uh, you know, not to bring up anything, but last season against Seattle, dude, it, no, it was just that's like, the game I think of, dude. He literally in that fourth quarter, he ran down everyone's throat. Yeah, yeah, I was like at halftime, I was like, this is not looking too good for the Titans here, and then yeah. all of a sudden it was just Derrick Henry bowling dude, ball. The dude, in the he, second if, half, if, and he dude, just ran still, down like Derrick Henry was on a historic run the, before he got injured. Uh, yeah. Those of us who drafted him were very aware of dude, this. Dude, I honestly yes. think he could have won MVP. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. He definitely would. He was, yeah. I think he would. He was on pace to break the single season rushing record. <laughs> it was insane yeah. in sixteen games. Yeah, uh, uh, but he was on pace for that. But Derrick Henry is also the dude that could have done it in sixteen. Like, like absolutely. Yeah, and he, so, but like, dude. So out of respect, I, I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily feel bad about giving him that tenth game. My I've, biggest thing is is Tannehill personally, yeah. dude. That was <laughs> with that yeah. team. That was such a. Um, he was given chance after chance after chance against the Bengals. They turned the ball over. They harassed Joe Burrow. The thing is, he's a 252-1 guy. That's what he is. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's all you're asking him to be with Derrick yeah. Henry in the backfield. But he got exposed and he has to- at different points. But yeah. even with that, dude, he still went 12-5. and five. Yeah. Now, I would like to say Mike Vrabel went 12-5 and because that was some coaching awesomeness well, and that again, got them I, there. I, but- I would love to see. I don't remember what their record was before, when Derrick Henry went down. It was week, it was a week, a week nine. I think it was ten? Like seven. It was yeah, it was a little earlier than I but think we I remember. Think, I do think that they gave themselves some breathing room with Derrick Henry, you know, going down. That yeah, yeah, you know, they they did they started off really well, really strong, and I think that kind of carried them. I mean, things kind of turned around for them too, because uh, they beat the Rams. They did um, do that when the Rams kind of had their midseason skid, and that kind of helped boost things for them. Even then, gave, they almost threw that energy, one away a little bit. Gave them some confidence there, but um, obviously. Really like Robert Woods. He's been with the yep. Rams for a while, coming off a torn ACL. If he's healthy, he's one of the best run-blocking wide receivers. I mean, Traylon yeah. Burks, we've talked about. As long, if you can get 80% of that, like, uh, like, seriously. A.J. Brown for a fraction of the cost, that's good in the long term. To me, it's the quarterback situation, really. Yeah. And I agree. I would like to see Malik Willis get some starts in there. Um, it's probably going to depend on how their season's looking about halfway through. Because if they're at that pace to where it's like, okay, we're probably not going to win the division, but we're going to have a chance at a wild card. Yeah, I kind of have a feeling it's going to be kind of like last year with the 49ers where it's like, we don't really want to go all in with Trey Lance just yet. Jimmy G's kind of getting the job done, even though he's not like a outstanding quarterback, we can win games with him. That kind of feels like the Titans for me. Um, obviously, just not with the roster of a team like the 49ers. But yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty good on nine and eight. Again, another uh, double single. But I, if they win ten games, I won't be shocked. Um, yeah. I would be kind of shocked if they actually end up winning the division, just because I do think the Colts are that much better. Yep. Um, and that much better. You know, I said that they were probably going to win like ten games, so that's not a whole lot better. But um, they're better at quarterback. They're better at quarterback. They're better at defense. They. Uh, <laughs> Running back at this point might be a wash if Derrick Henry's not 100. Yep. percent So they went. By the way, they went six and three uh, post Henry going down. 
Uh, he went down against the Colts in that uh, Halloween thriller that they won 34-31 in overtime against the in, against the Colts mm-hmm. um, and uh, wasn't back the next week to play against the Rams. So, um, and they were able to win that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, man, it makes sense where we're at here, eight and nine. I, I think, uh, I think we've kind of picked it out. I, dude, I, you know, I think you're right. I think Colts just looking at it all, the Colts seem like the division favorite here at 10 and seven, but I, I think you're, Jameson was correct to point out the ceiling on this team is also 10 wins. So those head to head matchups in this Aren't division matter are really, really going to matter because yeah. the schedule is so difficult for all four teams. Kind of think this could be a, a a sneaky division. A sneaky division in the AFC. I, but, but we would be really honest and say this division probably only has one playoff team in it and, and it's maybe the one playoff win in it. Yeah. They're just yeah. the... Uh, they don't have the super, super bad teams unless Houston falls apart. They have some of the middling teams that could sneeze or squeeze out a seven. I, I don't think we'd be surprised to see the Colts at the divisional round. I think we'd be surprised to see anybody after the divisional round. From yeah. This, yeah. Uh, no, I would division. agree with that. All righty. So moving on, we're going to dive into the AFC North. I think this is actually kind of an interesting division. Yeah, it is. Um, a lot more interesting than I think people kind of... I just haven't heard a lot of chatter about them, but I think there's a lot of interesting things to talk about here. Um, so we're just going to kick it off with the Ravens. The Ravens are not running from Lamar Jackson's tendency to win with his legs. But they have to pay him by Friday. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that, that, that's a deadline. That's Otherwise, deadline. they got to tag him. And I don't think you want to do that. <clears throat> You'd rather just pay, pay your guy. I mean, pay Lamar, Ravens. Like, he's your best option to win games right now. Pay Lamar. Give him the Kyler Murray contract. Yeah. yeah. Um, they are poised, honestly, to lean deeper into their run-heavy system. Built around Lamar Jackson. They traded away Marquise Hollywood Brown, investing in the trenches and strengthening their defense for a ball control attack. So long as Jackson's at least one of their bar, so long as Jackson and at least one of their ball carriers stays upright, they should remain a force on the ground. And that defense gets healthier with new faces like Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton, who was an absolute steal. Like, dude, yeah. that he dropped. I can't. He was he was and, our, our rated best safety. And we and we said it and we we said it in the draft that that's a that's a Ravens player. There, yeah, there yeah. straight up. There that's were two a guys Raven. that could have been going to the Ravens. I'm misremembering his name. Is that Nicobe D, Dean D tackle. Well, we Jordan said Nicobe Dean was going everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't yeah. believe he kept falling. I, I think it was Jordan yeah. Davis. Jordan Davis I, I was so. the other one because we were like, I swear I really wanted big him. Ravens guy right there in the middle, but, or you get yeah. Kyle Hamilton. But I mean, in retrospect, he also fits perfectly in Philly. Kyle Hamilton is arguably the best weapon on that in this draft. Was like, dude, he was he's he, he's great. He yeah. looks he's looked great in the preseason. Um, so that secondary should be improved. Uh, Jackson's trajectory as a passer, however, is still the deciding factor. He's, he was injured last season. I think we've kind of we haven't seen that big jump at, in passing, but he's still electric on the field. You still have you still love your chances to win games with him on the field. Um, don't know how much better they are than last year with less weapons on offense. I mean. As much as we kind of clowned on Marquise Brown, that's still he was still a viable weapon for them, and they lost him, and are really leaning on Rashad Bateman to be their their um, the wide receiver one on the depth chart. That's who they got. I mean, again, didn't see much of him last season, so we don't know what he looks like. And he's going to be there. They're leaning on Mark Andrews. He's their number one pass catcher on that team, hundred percent. It's Mark Andrews. Um, so I don't know how much better they are on offense. I like Duvernay. 
uh, their second yeah. wide receiver. They will have J.K. Dobbins. Who also, also a sneaky uh, 15-16 round pick yeah. if you're wanting to snag somebody. Yeah. You know, um, and J.K. Dobbins will be back, so they just need at least him or Gus Edwards to stay upright because they both died before the well, season and even started. Gus isn't off the thing yet. Oh, he's, yeah. He's not off the list. He may start the season on Pup. Right now, they've elevated Mike Davis to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but remember, that. that whole backfield's coming off. Uh, Injuries. They're uh, all injured. Achilles and you ACLs. Know, ACLs. Well, they, they did pick up, uh, because uh, Gus wasn't supposed to come back, they did pick up Kenyon Drake that, uh, yes, after the Raiders dropped him. It's so a solid. He's on a... He's on a veteran minimum, uh, one year with them. Yeah. Um, so but they've got weapons in the backfield. Weapons in the backfield, not as much pass catching. I mean, again, right. Hollywood Brown still gave them a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. And took of. the top off the defense. Took, yeah. Yep. And he was a speedy guy. Just couldn't track a ball out of the sky <laughs> to save his life or <laughs> catch it if he well, did. He couldn't catch it in clutch moments. Like, I can't tell yeah. you how many. Yeah. Like, he was wide open. His, he just dropped him. His fourth quarter drops were notable. Yeah. For sure. But, but, but then, I mean, that's still like a thousand yards you got to replace. And yeah. who knows if Bateman can do it? Like seriously, we just don't know. Dude, I um, mean, it, yeah. I I was I missed it on the when you were talking about the defense, but like one of the additions I really do like is Kyle Fuller, uh, who they're moving over to yep. nickel. Yep. Um, that's that's a get, man, because that dude did work in Denver. Um, and I think that's a sneaky. And they got him for like they didn't. They're hardly paying him. They're uh, I want to say it was like seven. I thought they were they weren't paying him a whole lot for what he did. I gotta, I'd have to look at his contract stuff, but. I, I don't think it was crazy. Either way, um, their secondary is much better. Yeah, secondary is much better. I mean, Hamilton right now is going to be I, I, like he's technically going to come off the bench, um, and that's just that's just showing how competitive that is because they've got Marcus Williams starting over him right now uh, that they got from New Orleans. But I, I mean, they, it's just really good. They have they have three guys uh, that they drafted. That yeah. are going to get considerable minutes in that secondary. Yep. And then, uh, and, and the two, coaching is just always solid. Yeah. Harbaugh's Harbaugh's a solid coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He coaches he coaches them up really well. And I mean, his, yeah, and same thing with them last year too. Kind of with, with the Titans, like they got hit with so many injuries. Even Lamar wasn't right. playing. Lamar and wasn't they, playing. They were Marcus still Peters. first place in the AFC for. The longest time. Yeah, dude. I mean, dude, like Marcus Peters, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins all went down before the season even started. Right. It was, I think it was Dobbins and Peters out in the back same practice. Place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we were all sitting there picking on Lamar and his throwing and everything. And I, and I, there was times I was genuinely sitting there like, yeah, but he doesn't even have anybody to give the ball to. And he's like just trying to make crud happen well, with his backyard Greg play. Greg not really doing yeah. them any favors in the passing game either, which. That's fair. I understand to an extent because that's not what their strength really is. Right. But at the same time, you have to have it in there. Yeah. You we know, to. you know, we've, we've criticized Lamar and his throwing game and he's definitely more of a, to the hash, not really over the, over the top, over the right. middle, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Is that play calling? Is that it's truly it's that choice. bad for him? Yeah. So we just need to do this. I, I think that might be something, you know, we'll find out eventually. But I, I do think that's going to take a step back. We're probably going to lean more into the running game one, again one, this year. Yeah, and one other thing they did do, that offensive line struggled for mm-hmm. for good periods last year. You know, drafting uh, Linderbaum as early as they did to come in and be the center for years to come. That was a good uh, pick. They picked up Kevin Zeitler from the Giants. Moses, uh, I, sorry, Morgan Moses from uh, the Jets as well. Like, uh, that whole right side essentially just got replaced. And that was a need. They they genuinely could not block in the run game. Um, I mean, could you imagine if Lamar someone like like, like Tom Brady was in that behind that? 
that O line, dude, he wouldn't be playing this year. He'd be broken. <laughs> he seriously, he might yeah. still be in in uh, in a hospital somewhere in recovery. Yeah. Like it was, it was not a good line. He made um, that line look better because he's just that good at moving. Yeah, they they this. I know we just went from the uh, division with the most difficult record. You might say, uh, I would say the NFC West and the NFC North. Uh, or sorry, the NFC West has a really difficult one. We we talked about how the NFC North had an easier one. This one has an easier one as well. The AFC North does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if this is your champion, but I see you setting it here at ten and seven. Yes, I have them going ten and seven. I think this comes down to a fight. Like this comes down to the final like two weeks of the season between the, the Ravens and another team, and and another team that that may or may not have played in a Super Bowl yes. recently. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, I uh, ten and seven. I really, I actually do like. I think this is also the second best team in this division. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, and the next one that we're going to talk about is not very good. Um, and I don't think too many people are going to be overly surprised <laughs> at that. I uh. I think ten and seven is a little low. So, personally. oh, you well, like so you here, you here, like the additions that here's, much? Here's what I'm gonna say though, real quick on the division though. The final week of the season is Ravens Bengals. Mm. I think that's for a division. I yeah. that that's gonna be my good job NFL. Yeah, again, I, you guys are good at your job. <laughs> to me, it's not as much as the addition, as much as it's just a health thing, because. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were a team last year that needed to add a bunch of weapons. I think they were a team that just needed to be healthy. Fair. And I... In in a lot of respects. Yeah, and and looking at their schedule now, especially coming after the bye. So their bye is week 10. I think they probably win all but maybe two of the games coming out of their bye because they go Panthers, Jags, Broncos, who, you know... Okay, that's 50-50. You know, yep. Steelers, not going to be good. 50-50. Uh, week 15, Browns, I don't think that they're going to be ready at hey, that we're point. We're almost there. We're almost there. I don't think they're going to be ready at that point to, to really be doing anything. Then it's the Falcons, then it's the Steelers again, and then they end with the Bengals. Okay. And so at that and again, that's I see assuming where you get to. Uh, that's yeah. assuming where we you know we think the Broncos are going to be what we think they might be. Yeah. Right. So Broncos plus one of these other games uh, you know, maybe the Bengals, maybe whatever. I mean, yeah. they, they could they could lose three. You got when we talked about it already. You're playing the Steelers twice, but that's a division game. Yeah, and uh, and we know that the Steelers aren't. Mike the Tomlin Bears. is Mike yeah. Tomlin is that. still their coach. Yeah. Yes. I my only thing is I just don't think offensively that they could keep up with the firepower that can come yeah. from Lamar Jackson. I, I I will say that defensively you were when you brought up injuries and, and needing to be healthy this is a team that's bringing back only five of its 11 starters from the first game last year on offense uh and they are bringing back nine of 11 starters from the defense so um and that's that's in part they replaced two guys on defense that wasn't nobody was injured week one yeah. last year but um so they're they're gonna have eight different starters out of their 22 this season and uh and i do think that is gonna that's gonna bring a lot of different looks, but I think Hollywood Brown losing him is a legit loss. That's something that needs to be said. It's a loss, um, even though we make fun of the fact that the dude missed balls at very important times. Still, that's why he's on a still, different team now. Still a thousand yards, seven touchdowns. Yeah, and I don't think that Bateman has the hands to re- uh, to uh, to be a true number one yet. Um, and I honestly think Duvernay might overtake him during the season is the number one. That one surprised me. In terms me. of receiver. So yeah. I just, I, 
I don't know. I think they're probably going to start off three and zero too because they play Jets, Dolphins, Pats. Yeah. Okay. And then I think combining that with the fact that they'll still play the Giants, and, and then they only need to win and, two games in the middle five. Yeah, and the Browns are going to be a gimme the first time they play them because that's going to be Week Seven. Mm-hmm. So you like them at eleven and six. I like them at eleven, twelve with the ceiling. It could. I, I think it comes down to: it, Do you win Week eighteen? Then you win twelve games. Do you lose to the Bengals? You win eleven. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're at eleven. I'm at 10 and I'm at 10 as well. And you're still at 10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the next team, I actually am <laughs> actually really interested in this team. It's the Steelers. I agree. I'm really fascinated in what the team is going to be. So the Steelers are embarking <laughs> on their first season without big Ben in almost two decades. Was it 18 seasons? He played 19. Uh, I'm trying to remember was it four or five that he started. I don't know. I cannot remember all of a sudden. Either way. That means it's on Mike Tomlin, who has yet to pose a losing season in 15 years to get another dominant run in his annual feisty defense. Uh, this disruptive front seven uh, studs, you know, Cameron Hayward and TJ Watt should help do the trick. Yep. But all eyes are on Big Ben's replacement, Mitch Trubisky, who has been named QB1 just a few days ago. Um, Pittsburgh is, gonna, is built to compete uh, uh, with a, a, a smash mouth style with Najee Harris and their, their tight end doing the short area damage. The big question mark is their O-line. Here's my stat of the week. They were ranked 32 in the league last year. So last in the league and allowed their running backs to be hit at or behind the line of scrimmage 42% of the snaps. Oh my God. How did Najee do what he did? That is a testament to how good Harris was. Yeah, well, that's why I took him again. Well, it's also a testament to how bad bad Big Ben was because he didn't have to pretend to play defense in the secondary, really. (laughs) Yeah, so so this is a big question mark. There's two big question marks on this team, honestly, for me. Because I think Mitch Trubisky is going to, I think he is going to, be better in this offense than Big Ben was because I think I could have played better than Big Ben last year. I think, he, honestly, he was he was horrifying. Gonna disagree. <laughs> Dude, obviously I'm exaggerating on that. I, I think like, I could throw the ball farther than Big Ben could last year. I will yes. agree with that. Yeah. Dude, like, he was... <laughs> I don't know football like Ben Begg. Huh, but, he know. was horrifying last he year. Was, he was, he was so bad. I think he also did make this line... Like, he's not... He's as mobile as a tree. Yeah. So he, we made that comment many times. So yeah. he, 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 again, that, that didn't help his O-line either. So I think there's something there. Um, but I also think a big concern for this team is their cornerback room. Their starter, mm-hmm. one of their starters is Akella Witherspoon. Yeah. And, and another dude I've never heard of. Uh, That's their cornerbacks. Yeah, I'm like looking at it right now. Like so. I, and so they have Witherspoon and then this other dude I've never heard of at, at, their, at their left corner, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So... That's what I'm saying. I think that I would have rather than picked a, a corner or someone in that secondary um, rather than George Pickens. But that being said, they drafted George Pickens, who's looked awesome in the preseason. I mean, the dude bullied the Seahawks secondary um, in that first preseason game. Um, Trubisky has more weapons than he's ever had with Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Pickens, Najee Harris, Pat Fiermuth. How would you pronounce it? As their tight end. Fryermuth. Fryermuth. Um, he, he, he had a sneakily pretty solid season last year. Um, at tight end, Trubisky's got weapons. He really does. He has weapons to show if, if his if he can play at all. Um, I do think seriously, he, this man was really held back in the Matt Nagy offense. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he's a serviceable one. Yeah. That's what I think he can do. I think he could post up mid twenties touchdowns. I think he can, you know, twelve interceptions. I think that's kind of where he's going to land on the season. But he's way more athletic. 
He can make the plays that Big Ben couldn't make, which I think will widen their offense a little bit. They have some solid receivers there. Um, I mean, Claypool probably is their third best one. I think Pickens will be the number two by by you know midseason. The dude's a stud. I have them hovering around 500 for most of the season, and I have them coming out a little above it at nine and eight, um, as they have a couple of rough rough schedule uh, stretches in their schedule here. But I have them at nine and eight. I think that's I think that's probably a little high, but I do think that this team looks pretty. They got a solid, you know, front seven. They got some some great weapons. They have an upgrade, I think, a quarterback. And then again, if Trubisky doesn't play, you put him Pickett, who looked really good in the preseason. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, to me, I, I said this last year about this team. Um, they, they need Watt to literally carry them Sunday yes. to Sunday. Um, if this dude's at, you know, two plus sacks, there's a good chance they win that game. Uh, that, cause that just means he's gotten that close that many times. Right. Yep. Um, but, uh, if you can defend, if you can defend Watt or if Watt, he does seem to get little tic tac injuries here and there that keep him yeah. out for a bit. Not a saying that it's not real pain. Okay. I know he's a man. Um, but I, this team it goes as he goes and yep. it's not going to go as Trubisky goes. It's going to mm-hmm. go as he goes. Um, like, so th- this team with big Ben who struggled, who ranked in the bottom of quarter, starting quarterbacks? Yep, they went nine, seven, and one. Right, and but T.J. Watt also had like a transcendent season. Yes, he did, and that, and, and that's why. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why they got those nine wins. So I don't think that you're, I, I don't think you're pushing much to say that it's nine and eight with this team. I don't know that Trubisky. I think Trubisky makes them slightly better than they were last they're, year. They're definitely more dynamic. I think somebody with a pulse makes them slightly better. <laughs> yes. Um. I. I mean, they here. The problem is. This O line has already been pegged as the worst O line in the league in yeah. preseason. They did not get better. They lost guy. They uh, they lost somebody to I'm I'm going to forget the name uh, to uh, a retirement. Um, and uh, this team literally did seemingly nothing to get better. Yep. Uh, at at uh, at the O line, except put a more mobile guy in the backfield. Uh, yeah, and so genuinely. I'm I'm actually sub here. I'm I'm on the eight and nine marker the with nine? them. Father time comes for everybody, including you, Mike Tomlin. And <laughs> unless it, you tie somebody this season, you're going under five hundred. I and I don't. Yeah, I I just I think that's where they're at. I, they do like the ties. They're big fans of the ties. They've done that the past yeah. two seasons been, in a row. Yeah, they they're two seasons in a row. So eight eight and one <laughs> might be realistic <laughs> here. Yeah, they um, would also. I think if they somehow were nine and eight. And somehow squeezed into a playoff spot. I don't think, I think they the would be the worst playoff team. No. I don't. I don't think anybody's making the playoffs at nine and eight in the AFC. No, I don't think they're making the playoffs, but I do think that they're going to be hovering around that five hundred most of the season. And I think they, they, I think they're able to pull a game against, like, do a sweep against one of their division rivals, yeah. like, like you know, grab a grab against the Rave. I mean, I think they're going to sweep the Browns, like some of that kind of stuff. So. Uh, I don't know. I think. Uh, I don't know. They they play each other pretty hard. I don't I don't know as good as they are defensively if they can stop the running attack. Hold even on, just on is its Watson going to get to play? Watson's getting to play in one of those games at least. Uh, let me look so real quick. I pro- I, I'll, I'll take him in the one that Watson's got. But I've got their uh, schedule right here. Actually, uh, Browns Week 18. Yeah, yeah, he's going to play that one. So, um, hmm. I I don't know. I obviously am not 
a Trubisky guy. I would rather them ditch Trubisky after the first five weeks. And it very well may happen. And then run out there and just... Because, yeah. look, he's going to get booed when they announce him. I was listening to, to somebody talk about this today on a, on, a, on a different show, but he and I agree with it. He's going to get booed when they announce him. He's going to get booed uh, the first time he drops back. Who's it? Uh, I'm sorry. Trubisky. Yeah. He, he's going to get booed when he throws his first incomplete pass. And he's going to get booed until he throws a completed pass after that. They're going to boo gonna, him until throw he a lot of stops picks. it. This is 100% the same as like when the Niners traded for Garoppolo. Yeah. Like it's that same deal where they like, they're, they're just clamoring for Pickett. He's a local kid guy. He's a rookie. Mm-hmm. That, that's who the Steelers fans want at quarterback. They, they want him to play, period. And it's going to happen at some point. Yeah. I'm a little shocked, by the way, that this team kept Mason Rudolph. I was a little um, also, shocked at that. Also, Kenny Pickett is QB three the on this only, depth chart. They actually moved him up today. They did. Yeah, okay. he's it's moved up because as of he's today. like the only quote unquote veteran quarterback presence in that locker room. Would be my only guess. And they're like, if Trubisky's a failure and we really don't think Pickett's ready, we need a guy that's at least well, been oh, in there before. Oh, but come on, Trubisky today uh, or got, this week got named captain. I'm just saying that means veteran. nothing. Trubisky is bad. He's the worst starting quarterback in football right now. Oh, we can we can have this debate. Joe Flacco is starting for the Jets. That okay? Well, yeah, he's better than Joe Flacco. Whoever is starting counts. for the Jets is the worst quarterback in the NFL. Also, Zach would, Wilson sucks on fire too. I I, I would think, I would also take Mitch Trubisky over Geno Smith. I, I think we're forgetting that I Mitch would. Trubisky literally didn't have a job until he went to well, the Steelers. Because but let's they were remember, so no, he was, he was a backup. He was backup Matt, to the Bills. Yeah, Matt Nagy offense. Bro, Come you don't on. understand how awful that offense is, dude. The, yes, he does. He knows how bad it is. Yeah. And don't hide behind things. that puppy up? A bad quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I, bro, I am not saying that Mitch Trubisky is a good quarterback. I think okay, he's saying that. Okay, he's the 29th best quarterback. We have less of a problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> if you had ranked him 28 or 29... We wouldn't even be having this conversation. Bro, like, We're I, fighting dude, for those three I, spots. Davis Mills is a better quarterback than Mr. Trubisky is. Dude, I would, Ooh, I would... Right in line. I think, yeah, it's once 29, once 28. 28? Yeah, if we're going 28 AB, I'll agree with that. <laughs> but dude, I would 100% rather have Mr. Trubisky than Geno Smith as my quarterback. 100%. Uh, uh, I don't know. That's closer than you might think. Dude, I think dude, it's close. are you kidding me? Dude, Geno Smith has been in the league for like 10 I years. I think, hey, bro. But Seattle might have a better season if things go crazy than this Steelers team does. I'm going to say it right now. I think the Steelers have a better season than most people think because they have weapons on offense. But we already did our, what you said yeah. last week. We already did yeah. our NFC talk. I did. I, I, did. I said that. I hate Seattle. I also don't like the Steelers, and I especially don't like Mitch Trubisky. I think they definitely have a losing record, and I think it's closer to seven games than it is to eight or nine games. Okay. I'm, I'm going to stick with my eight. Uh, Grant's going to stick with his nine and eight. And we're going to jump down to the Bengals. All right, we're going down to the Bengals. They are running it back after their inspired Super Bowl run. Um, except I expect Joe Burrow to get even better. This dude was this dude's the real deal. Um, the real concern obviously He's is good. staying staying healthy um, and fairly distributing the ball between some of the NFL's most explosive weapons and Joe Mixon and receivers Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. I mean, Tyler Boyd is your third. I mean, dude, it's a good third. That's a good third. Um, this. Opportunistic defense still has its holes, but if Burrow is in on his game, Cincinnati won't need to be shutting out opponents. They just don't. They don't need to. I do think I don't think that they are gonna go on this kind of Cinderella story they did last year, but I do expect them to still make noise. I still expect them to make a lot of wins. I expect them to still make make the playoffs go deep, all that kind of stuff. Um I think 
the bigger curiosity here besides Burrow and star safety, Jesse Bates missing a lot of practice this summer is Zach Taylor coming off of an iffy big game play calling. He did not have the best play calls in that Super Bowl. Yep. He also was his second year head coach. Mm-hmm. So there's some of that. I mean, he's never been there before. I mean, that team was awful his first year. Yeah. And Burrow went down. So I do understand, like, you know, you're, you're, it's your first time. I mean, not a, lot of, not a lot of coaches expect to make it to the Super Bowl and have it be a one-score game. And, like, like, like let's just be real here. Um, but I think Zach Taylor did do an impressive job. I think Joe Burrow, I think, kind of carried this team. That's obvious. Um, I have them going 11-6, and six, winning this division. Their weapons are just better than everybody else. Like, that's just what it is. Their weapons are better. And all of these secondaries, really, except for the Ravens, are suspect. Like, that's just, that's just what I got. I think the Ravens are the only team that makes noise at them. And again, they play each other week, <clears throat> weeks 18 now, right? Yeah. 18. I think that's for the division. And I think they're both tied with the same record, you know, at, at 10 wins. And then I think, I, I just think the Bengals get it done because I think just Joe Burrows made the deeper playoff run. He's he's he is more clutch than Lamar Jackson, and I think that's what it comes down to, is just the, the quarterback play there, and the and the offensive weapons. I'll jump me. on one of the things I really like. Uh, this they also like the Ravens reform out of the right side of the line. Yeah, dude, that that line they 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 Much understood improved. their weakness and they went out there and they got better. They're yeah, not, they didn't stay the same. They didn't get worse. They got better. They they went and replaced four linemen yep. uh, this offseason. Left guard, uh, they drafted uh, Cordell Volson. Uh, they got Ted Cross from uh, New England. Uh, he's a, a good the, center. From, from Tampa yep. Bay. Uh, they, yeah, Alex Kappa, uh, right. right guard. Uh, they also got Lael Collins from uh, Dallas to play right tackle. Uh-huh. Did a good job on that line. Um, they, they went and got pieces. They got better. Um, they're still youthful in some of those spots uh yep. that left uh, you know left tackle uh jonah williams um and uh and cordell volson obviously the rookie that that's pretty youthful um these other guys are on their second contract so you got guys in their mid late 20s they've got a few years though have played under some good coaches uh and on some good lines uh you know coppa's got a super bowl uh under him and and was playing with uh, uh you know the goat last year so these are guys that do know how to win games I think it's a good improved line. Um, I would agree that the suspect portion is uh, is in the secondary here. Uh, they did draft Dax Hill uh, to go play free safety. They're yep. expecting him to take over the starting spot soon. They're starting Eli Apple at left yes. corner. Um, <laughs> that's not great, kids. I, if, think, I, think yeah. even, I think they re-signed him like a week after his abysmal and, performance. And I don't know how deep you looked into the secondary, but it's, Trey Flowers is sitting there behind Eli Apple. Uh, uh, I will say this. Eli Apple's better, and that's saying a lot of how bad Trey Flowers is. <laughs> so I, I don't one one thing outside of uh, Hendrickson, they're not great at getting after the quarterback. Um, they did improve their interior offensive or defensive line. Sorry, yep. but um, for me, uh, the the thing I like that they're doing, and I'm seeing this in successful teams, twenty or more linemen total yep. defense and offense is a huge key. You're investing in the trenches. Good teams have 20 or more. The 49ers, for instance, are, are rocking. I think it is, uh, I want to say it's 21 right now. Uh, they made a huge investment. And in their uh, practice squad, have another uh, three linemen in there. Uh, yeah. so they have 24 total on the squad right now. And uh, also the Bengals have 23 total on uh, in their squad. I think that is massive. And in the understanding of that, you've got to have a healthy 
front on both sides to get you deep into the playoffs. And I think this is how they're prepped. I love the 11 and 6. I completely agree with it. This is not a team that's going to win tw- go 12 and 5 or 13 and 4, uh, mainly because the back end of their defense isn't as strong as some of the other yeah. teams, both in their division and uh, in, on their schedule. But I like them a lot at 11 and 6. And uh, nobody's going to be shocked if this team makes a deep run into the playoffs uh, just because Joe Burrow is freaking clutch. And they have a number one receiver that can just pick you apart. And he makes every catch everywhere. Every type of way. I, it, there is nothing for 75. he can Yeah. His speed and will that, beat and you. And it will have that toe tap, beautiful 23-yard yeah. catch. I think, in, and I... I I love the comparison everybody was giving before he came into the league last year about a guy who's only been in the league for a couple of years, but like him and Justin Jefferson are interchangeable. Those are the yeah. same thing. When you look at both of them, it's the same exact thing. Um, and they play the even... same way. They go up high for balls. I mean, they contest well, that great foot control. Jamar Chase is ridiculous. I genuinely big, did not think that he had football in him. That was my big thing. Is well, like I, remember, I didn't see. Do you remember the I ripped him apart because his effort was garbage in the preseason, and, and he, was, he had the most drops. He he was preseason. dropping the ball, literally couldn't get it done. He looked like a stupid pick, and we were like, "Why didn't you take Penny Sewell, you idiots? Oh my gosh, you're so dumb!" And genuinely, like I, after watching that offensive line last year, still mostly agreed with what I said. But I uh, he came out and he just balls out, dude. Like he proved us all wrong. Uh, and uh, that team, that team's 11 and six. I feel good about that. And I think they're going to overcome their coach a little bit. Uh, if I'm being honest, I think the I think GM Zach, has done a phenomenal job. I think Zach Taylor's pretty mid. Yeah. As He's far a as, mid-range coach. As far as coaching is concerned. This is a good um, roster though. Roster. I honestly think 12 and five is in play. I, I think it's in play. Sure. And I do I th- too. And I am more, I'm like 80% 12 and five. But, but the defense has to get better. You yeah. cannot, you can't put this completely on the offense to get it done for you night after night. We understand how the NFL works. I would not be in surprised November if and they, December. They got to have a defense. I would yeah. not be surprised if they make a trade for like a solid, uh, like a, a solid corner, like midseason. Yeah. If if they do something like that, realizing that man, this is all we need to get over the hump. Doing something like that, trading for like one of those like you and, know, pretty solid. And corners. honestly. That I'm pretty confident in something like that, considering the fact that they are in win now mode. Yeah, you have all these guys on rookie contracts. Yeah, you upgrade your offensive line. You already have Joe Burrow's going to break the market. You already have like one of the best offensive attacks just from all angles. You got Joe Mixon. You've obviously got Joe Burrow, and you've got the receiving core. Um, I I do think twelve and five is in play. I think they have a pretty soft start to the season, looking at their schedule. Um. Kind of similar to the Ravens, like the Ravens coming out of their bye. I think we're going to win most of those games. I think there's a really good chance that we're looking at the Bengals maybe only losing two games before their bye in week 10. Um, and so I, I think they're going to start off really hot. Uh, I think they were a year too early last year and they kind yeah. of just squeaked in. It was, because again, of it was the a collapse. Cinderella. Yeah. It was just kind of a Cinderella. Chiefs thing. collapse and let them kind of hang yeah. around and then squeak into the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I, I think 12 and five. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So going down to the last team that we're talking about in this division is the Browns. Uh, the Browns are at the mercy, the NFL, in regards to their prize QB acquisition. Um, so they landed Deshaun Watson, uh, gives him you know potential perennial Pro Bowl under center, but he's going to miss 11 games this season um, for, for, for some stuff he was alleged to doing. Because he deserves it. Because he probably deserves it. That's all we'll say on the subject. Brissett is coming in to be their, their quarterback who started a, a complete season. He's serviceable. 
I think he could keep them afloat. Um, I, I wrote that in all caps because they have some star power there. They've got Nick Chubb. I mean, Amari Cooper's, so he's, he's going to be their wide receiver one there. Up front and across the defense, they got Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. But the issue honestly comes down to this drama that has happened with this team in terms of they gave, gave John Watson this guaranteed contract. Stefanski, their coach, isn't just trying to gel new starters. He's busy trying to defend his QB's character. I mean, that's all the questions in their postgame, on their, their practices, all that kind of stuff. They also have a brutal schedule. I'm going to read off to you. I think it's going to be too much for them to overcome with a meh quarterback for 11 games. I think, there's, I think they're going to be last in the division at 7-10. and 10. So looking at some of their, they open up against the Panthers. I think the Panthers are going to win that game. I mean, the, the Mayfield revenge thing is going to happen. Um, I think it's going to happen. They play, the, they play the Steelers, which, again, with, with Brissett at quarterback, I don't see them winning that, that game week three. They play the Chargers, the Patriots. Again, it's Bill Belichick. He'll scheme you well against the backup quarterback. He's, he, he, he's going to, you know, play, play, play you like a toy. Like, that's, that's what he's going to do. They play the Ravens, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Buccaneers. And like, I'm not saying the Dolphins are a star-studded team, but they're a better team with a backup quarterback in, uh, in Brissett. And so that is brutal. You know, the, yeah, the Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, and Bucks. I honestly think that's all losses. Like, that's, that's brutal. That's too much for them to overcome. Um, again, I think Brissett's a fine quarterback, but I have him. He, he's a meh quarterback. I think he's pretty bad. He's, yeah, he's, he's you, meh. You do not want him to throw the ball more than 30 times in a game. Yeah. Um, and then and then after that they they also have to play, and then they get a break at the Texans. But then it's the Bengals, the Ravens, and Whoa. the Saints. Might not be a break with the Texans, all right, buddy. <laughs> with this Browns team, I mean, yeah, I mean, this could be a game the Texans win. Like, dude, they could literally mm. lose. I I don't even know. But I mean, dude, they they have a brutal schedule without Deshaun Watson. That's just. I think next year they can they can make a play at the division, but not this year. 11 games is too much for them to overcome. Jameson? I, I feel like 6-7 to seven yeah. is, is where their win total is. Browns are going to Browns. They did this to themselves. They yeah. deserve it. Um, as good as Deshaun Watson is, it's not going to be enough to save the season. There's already going to be too much dysfunction. Next year, maybe it's a different story. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I don't think Amari Cooper is enough of an impact offensively, especially with Brissett throwing the ball. Yep. Chubb is obviously great. We all love Nick Chubb. But and Kareem at, Hunt. I, yeah, they have still probably the best one-two running punch Kareem Hunt wants in, out, apparently. in the league. Uh, I wouldn't blame him at this well, point. He's got to get a contract. Dude needs to get paid. Yeah. And he's good yeah. enough to get paid. Yeah, so I, I, I just don't think they have it. And again, it all comes down to quarterback play. Um once you have lost that much of your season, having to run a guy like Jacoby Brissett for eleven games, you're you're basically just toast. Like you could win the rest of the season out there, and you're probably still going to be, <laughs> you know, trying to get seven Bro, wins. I, I so. think they're winning like two games out of the eleven that Deshaun's going to miss. It's going to be bad, and at that point too, it's like, okay, well, why should we win games? We can potentially have the first pick. If yeah, we you want. can have a great pick, and then to pair that with you know Deshaun Watson. Led so Browns team. Like, I, I think they hit a point in the season where they just don't even care to win games, and I I think six seven is generous for me, so I feel a little bit more comfortable with that six. So six this is going to be my major disagreement, um, and the reason is not for uh for quarterback. I'm not going to stick up for Jacoby Brissett, you know, like <laughs> at all. 
Um, gonna write, you're gonna no, write I, that. I I understand that he, he might be competing for that thirty first, thirty second quarterback slot. Um, and uh, but he's a serviceable backup, and that's what he has plenty ask of him to experience. Do. So like, yeah, um, he can throw a very long deep ball. Um, they they used to put I mean, he him started in, a whole season for the Colts. Yeah, they used to put him in over uh, Andrew Luck just to throw the deep ball. Um, which is saying something. But I uh, no the reason being. This team has a front on the defense, uh, led by Miles Garrett, who, who's just ridiculous. I mean, top top three at his position. Yeah. Um, and I think he's going to lead him to wins. I understand that it's Jadavian Clowney that's on the other side, and I understand how we probably all feel about him. Is this dude goes full absentee mode? But this secondary, um, and you know, starting with uh, Denzel Ward. Uh, John Johnson, who you are very familiar with, yeah, uh, and we're sad to lose. I know at free safety, Greedy Williams at the other corner position, Greg Newsom on the inside. Um, they've got two rookies that they brought in. Um, for depth there, I really like that secondary. I really like that front. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is a team that invested. their linebacker is where they're the weakest in that. Yes, their their linebacking core is the weakest portion of what they do. But systematically, the way they play, um, those guys are smaller on purpose because that defensive front is so good. The only thing I don't like about the defense is it's not incredibly deep. I was just mentioning on our last team that you got to keep linemen to be good in November and December. They've only kept nine defensive linemen, and I don't love that decision for them. Um, They're not good enough in the middle. to uh, to go with that thin of a line setup, and I also don't like that they did the same thing on the other side of the ball, um, where they they only ended up keeping uh, eight, uh, yeah, eight offensive linemen. Uh, to me, that's where the problem comes into play. They make yeah. adjustments to that roster. They can and when they sign some guys, they do whatever they do to tweak that roster. I know they got some guys on the pup that are coming back and all that, but um, going into it, I don't feel good about their depth and that's my only issue uh outside a quarterback is the depth so for me i'm actually uh, i see this team uh, and i understand the schedule looks brutal right now on paper when we're looking at all these teams it looks brutal but i'm actually at nine and eight um wow. and and the main reason for that is i do think watson when he comes in has the ability to take this game or to take this team on a six game run at the end of this season play spoiler and just beat the snot out of people because if they're healthy, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are possibly the best one to punch, you know, and I understand I I'm putting are. that up there. I, you no, know, I, I think they, I, I compare that with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. That's an incredible one too. I actually really like uh, Dalvin cook and uh, Madison up in, uh, uh, you know, Minnesota. Paul um, and Elliot. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's some good one, two punches. This might be the best one in the league. So, genuinely like you look at the rest of their skill positions they've got some stuff they don't have great wide receiver depth is probably my biggest issue for that uh, for for this team but they do have a really good depth at uh running back at tight end um and uh, they've got enough there to carry them uh but they've got to stay healthy cuz they're just not deep but again I still like them at 9 and 8 they're just going to have to get in my opinion probably four at least four if not five wins out of those first 11 and just they got to stay competitive, and yeah. I think they can. No, I think that's fair. I mean, I think I think the games they'll play will be close, and so some of those some of those 
losses may flip to wins. You know, those, you know, those bucks, I think they could play a team like that hard. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just don't, I, I personally don't see it because I see teams like the bills and the bucks and uh, the chargers just coming in and just molly. I also, I also just think, and this is kind of one of the same reasons that I wasn't super high on the saints either. If, you're coming in and we're really banking on a guy who hasn't played football at that point for will it have been over a season and a half. Yeah. I just don't know what the immediate impact is going to be, even though when he has played, he's one of the Electric. seven most talented quarterbacks that we had at yeah. the time that he last played. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know it. I would, I would love to be proven wrong by both guys like yeah. Michael Thomas on the other side and by Deshaun Watson over here. But I mm-hmm. think there is something to be said about, not playing in game for that long, yeah. even though he's obviously not coming off of like an injury that has plagued Michael Thomas as long as it has and, for and, him. But and you guys brought up the specifically Grant did the the drama that's gone on uh, or that's gone on this last offseason. I mean, dude, that's not good for that team. It's not good, but it's not like Stefanski hasn't literally lived in drama as the Browns coach. Oh my god, this guy has navigated a lot of difficult stuff. And I think that's a plus for where this team's at sure. right now. I don't think there's there's too many other coaches that could handle what's going on and keep a winning culture. And I think he does very well at making sure that that... Uh, I think winning culture is a bit of a stretch. I, I, I'm just saying he has, he has changed the atmosphere there while he's been the head coach. They, they have gone... They have gotten much better. This is a team that we laughed at every year that we just like ah, write them I mean, in for they, three and 13 four and 12 yeah this this is a dude that took that team 12 to the playoffs this is a gm who's done a great job of putting talent on the field um you know i mean knowing they were going to lose uh knowing they were going to lose at the skill positions this last year um you know and then going and get amari that was a great move for them for a seventh um, rounder are you kidding me it was great value um hilarious that the cowboys just literally didn't want to pay him any money and that's the only reason they gave him up but <laughs> i i just i think they've done a good job of keeping this thing together and i think that defense that front that secondary solid um and if you were just looking at those two things you could make a serious argument that they have the best defensive front and the best secondary in this division I think they'll be on the field for a long time, though. Their defense will. That be, might be fair. Which yeah. that might be fair. So it'll be a tired defense. See how Chubb and Hunt do, but I'm 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 cool with nine and eight. Yeah, we'll keep moving. Okay, yeah, let's keep moving. We're gonna go to the AFC East, and we're gonna get the team that matters in this division. We're gonna do it first because the rest of them are let's kind of do it. I like do these it. guys. Uh, the Bills, and they're getting lots of Super Bowl love for good reason. They have the past like three seasons, um, and it's for for one one reason really only. And his name is Josh Allen. Um, he is not far off from Patrick Mahomes in terms of skill, the total package, playmaking, all that kind of stuff. Um, their coordinator, Brian Dable, departure does loom large over this team. Um, but, I mean, dude, Josh Allen is in- in- incredible. I mean, the development of him, to me, and I said this even last year, some of the most impressive that I've ever seen out of a player in the last, like, five, six years. Like, dude, I mean, this dude, we were like, oh, gosh, this is who you guys picked. Like, and that first season was rough. That well, we were all okay. watching that throwing motion and going, uh, this is beyond suspect. Yeah, he, he his completion percentage was 55 awful. 55 his senior year in high school, or in college, sorry. Yeah, and then it was it was hovering around there. Like, dude, he, he did not But he did good. hurdle somebody, and then we we're like, that oh, was fun. He's an athlete. Well, I was a football player. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. <laughs> um, But, I mean, dude, they got, this team is super talented. They got 
Um, the top receiving duo they got is Stephon Gibbs and Gibbs. I'm Diggs? Diggs. Diggs and Gabriel, Gabriel Davis. Davis. And don't yeah. forget Isaiah McKenzie. And that Isaiah that McKenzie. slot is legit. Yeah. They let go of Cole Beasley because of that in his Twitter account. But yeah. like uh, <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie's good. Yeah, dude. So that team's good. Um, this team is loaded on offense. Um, I think I think what's his name? Cook. Dalvin Cook's younger brother. Who yep. They drafted. He's looking he might he may be something there that they got. They got kind of a running back by committee thing there with Singletary and Zach Moss. James Cook. Sorry. James Cook, yes, yep. that's his name. With Singletary, Zach Moss, and him, I think that you got you got guys that can play and can yeah. be hot for, you know, a drive or two that can really pop off there for you. Um, I mean, I don't love them for fantasy value, but they're just all players on that, yep. that running back room. Um, Sean McDermott's loaded defense is insane. Um, they got some different make, difference makers at every level. They got Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer on the back end, Tredavious White, and now, to me, huge, huge, huge addition for them. Von Miller. I mean, Super just, Bowl champion. I mean, dude, just look at, time. look at what he did for the Rams on their Super Bowl push. Yep. Like, dude. My question mark with him, though, is can it be a season-long sustained impact? I don't know. Well, here's the thing. We, we're we're going to keep talking about this, but this is another team that has kept 10 defensive linemen, and I heard this awesome stat on them today. The most that any of these guys play in terms of percentage of snaps and Vaughn's going to probably break this mold, but is 64%. Yeah. That's Greg Rousseau, Ed Oliver, um, you know, like none of Jordan Phillips, none of these guys have played more than 64% of snaps because they are constantly and on a rotation. Jordan Phillips was a rookie last year, so, and he, I think he played pretty solid, so I think he'll blossom a little more this second year. Right. Um, like, dude, this team's legit, but I think that Vaughn Miller signing is huge for this team. I don't love that they signed him to six years. I think it was six years. Don't love the contract, yeah. but uh, but I think he has avoidable year or two it, on the back end. They'll yeah. do some stuff. But uh, yeah, but again, I mean, he's a $120 million this player. Team, dude, they're trying to win this year. Yes. So yeah. you and this is overpay. It. Like, you, you, this is something, if you win the Super Bowl, you, you, it's okay that you Be- overpay. Because they got to drop bank after this year. Yeah. Listen, like, I, I, I subscribe to, to this method because that's what my team does. And <laughs> it does work. You just have to, you have to just pay money. A lot yeah. of money. Yeah. Much, much dinero. I, I, I think this team's really interesting. I think they're awesome. I mean, yeah. you already mentioned, you know, uh, Jordan Poyer. By the way, it looks like he's going to play this week. Yep. Um, you nice. know, Micah Hyde in the the one thing they had to get better at, which they did, is uh, was they had to get better at linebacker overall. Um, yeah. They also drafted a couple corners to fill up one side. Um, you know, and and that was smart. I do, but I, do I, also I think they, they need got to run a lot the, deeper. They need, they need to run the ball more. Yes, I, I mean defensively, this is what they had to do. They had to get better at linebacker. Yep, and they're, they're going to have two out of the top four linebackers on the outside are uh, are rookies. Um, what's what kills me about this team when you look at it? This is how good they were already on offense. They replaced, uh, they replaced literally just one offensive lineman. Uh, starting offensive lineman, yeah. and they have only two rookies that made the roster on the offensive side. One wide receiver, um, who's uh, Khalil uh, Shakir, who's going to also uh, return some kicks, uh, and then James Cook that we already mentioned. Yeah. Probably, I, I think at some point, probably becomes the starting running back. He could. Um, he's going to have. I think he's just got to outplay Zach Moss. I think Zach Moss right now is above him only because Zach Moss and pass coverage and receiving the ball is really good. But Singletary to line. me is yes, but up the middle, Singletary is just not good. He doesn't have breakaway yeah. anything. James mm-hmm. Cook can break away all day. 
Um, it's just going to take them a little time to learn that offense. But I love how how solid they are from a veteran standpoint. They are great at almost they're, every they're, position they're so top hungry. to bottom on this roster. They're so desperate. And and Von Miller in the locker room is a difference maker all yeah. the way around. This is one of the smartest dudes in the NFL. Uh, genuinely, I mean, he's going to put on a clinic and practice every day, yeah. and they're just going to learn from him and get better. So, I, I what's your your, your I have record them, on them? I have them as a, they have the best record in the in the regular season at thirteen and four. I like that a lot. I think they're gonna they're gonna take they're, a lump or two here and there on some close games. Their division's not tough. They're they're no. they're head and shoulders above every team in their division. They yes. honestly, I, they won't. But it's the team that I could see sweep their whole division. Like it's the only team that I could see them. Sweep like their that. division, like they get they get six wins out of their division. Because I mean, dude, like Dolphins are fine, but come on, like yeah. let's be real here. Yeah, the, no, this is this is a really really good team. Um, I would say it's a top three roster. Yeah, uh, on the fifty three man and coaching in, too. In the the coaching is incredible. Yeah, they they were great coaching staff. So I mean, again, the the formula for winning Super Bowl is quarterback and coach. That that's that's seriously the formula. Yeah, I'm at thirteen and four. I'm good to leave it there. Yes. Is 13 your ceiling? Is that what you're trying to yes. say? Yes. You have that tone about you. Yes. I. If anything... He likes it, his team in LA. At that yeah. record. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I obviously think that uh, the Bills are going to be fantastic. They're probably my favorite to come out of the AFC. Um, the one thing that gives me pause on like locking in 13 and 4 is they do have some weird regular season moments. Obviously, they're better now than they were last season. Yeah. But they do have those weird, like as good as they were last year. We rave about them last year. They went eleven and six last year. Right. Obviously, they're going to lock up their division, no problem. That's not even a question in my mind. They will absolutely be in the playoffs, and they're probably going to be going to the Super Bowl. But I hope so. But I I don't want to just like lock it in because they do have those weird moments. And so yeah. thirteen and four, yeah, like I'm I'm in on that. But I'm like. 65% in on that and I'm more like 12 and 5 but like, I, I 12 don't 12 and 5 is a little more palatable it feels like for yeah you. for me okay. and again it's just because super hard to do like yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, I, I, I think they will have that one weird week it's like what's up with the Bills like they lost to the Jaguars like for yeah. what reason it'll be you the know? Bears it, this year yeah it's they, gonna be they oh play the Bears gosh. this year they, gonna, they always I'm seem to have it. one of those duds for whatever reason, and they obviously they're nine gonna, to six. They're obviously going to start Allen off. Doesn't get on the plane. Is that how they lose? <laughs> yeah, we have we have to we have to bake in you know an zero and one start. Obviously, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, starting tomorrow, playing playing uh, the Rams tomorrow. Playing, hey, don't do your pick them yet. Playing the Rams tomorrow. Um, so, but they, I to me, if I had to pick right now, which I don't know when we'll actually get to our like Super Bowl and playoff predictions and all that stuff, but I I would probably bet that they're going to be my pick coming out of the AFC. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Anything to say on that, Matt? No, I'm good there. All right, let's, let's move go. on. Moving on to another team that I think will have a good year um, coming out of this team, out of this division is the Dolphins. Um, they are going all in on Tua. Um, he, he's a guy. <laughs> he's a guy. That you, I could not have said it better that myself. Was, that was perfect. He's Tua a, is a quarterback he, in the he's NFL. A he's a quarterback in the, in the NFL. NFL. Yep. I do not understand this hype that like he's going to throw for like forty five hundred yards and he's like not. forty touchdowns. He's not. I don't understand. Terry Kill's good, but you have to understand that when you have Patrick Mahomes who can throw the ball uh, two football lengths, like yeah. like like obviously someone like Tyreek can thrive. We need to loop back. I need to set a reminder. At the end of the year, we need to come back and see 
how many yards did Tua throw? And then how many air yards did Tua throw? Because I think that's probably going to be the Screen, biggest wide receiver screens the biggest, for days. The biggest disparity hey. in yards to air yards is probably going to be. But Tua. He should, here, here's the thing they're going to say though: that's if fair. he wins, if he wins the games though, it's the same deal with the Jimmy Garoppolo. Like the, like the he's Jimmy Garoppolo's a guy. Does win? But he wins. Yeah. But hey, anyway, yeah. anyway, and I'm saying that because all, Matt all is that does, guy. Except Tua's dude, never been. All Jimmy does is win. Just okay. Tua, Tua won't win a road game in either Lambeau way, against Aaron Rodgers. Either way, they're going all in on this on the offense. They're going all in this offense. They got former right hand to Kyle Shanahan. They got Mike McDaniel, who's a weird guy. Like his he's weird. Offensive play calling genius. He's weird. Like genius. When he talks, yeah. Like, remember like that he's opening. He's hilarious. He's yeah. He is awkward. He, he yeah. Anyway. But those are the guys you want calling your plays because they're nerds. He's fun in the yeah. presser. Um, I can't imagine what he's like to witness out on the field. Yeah. Like just talking to players. Or when he's like in the mic, like two and like, okay, buddy, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Like that. Anyway, with that being said, they're going all in on the offense. They, they traded for Tyreek Hill. They got Jalen Waddle. They got the speed. They got Chase Edmonds. Who's going to kind of be their, <clears throat> who's going to be their, their lead running back here. Um, it's a stingy defense led by Brian Flores, his holdover, Josh Boyer also intact. But again, dude, it's all on this quarterback. What is he? How is he going to do? He's got no more excuses. Um, if I mean, I, I don't think any of us, any of us are going to be like bummed if he proves us wrong. Sure. Like, I would love for him to because I was sure. big on him coming out of college. Yeah, like, but I mean, the dude has no arm. He is accurate. I'll give him that. He's accurate. But again, he's throwing 10 yards like every, mm-hmm. every play. That's what he's doing. He's throwing little out routes and little, you know, things out to him. But this team is designed for that. Yeah. You know, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Give them ball, watch them run. That's yeah. what Raheem they do. Mostert, I think, last, was it last season? Who had, like, literally the fastest? No, he was the year injured. before. Was year last before year, that. he okay. got injured in the first game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, um, 22 miles an hour, bro. Yeah, that's literally what he gives you. The Dude. fastest play of the season. They, yeah, have so, two of, they have two of the top five fastest guys I mean, in the league you, on this team. I mean, yeah. dude, they've got the fastest roster on, like, on the, I yeah. mean, dude, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle already put you in, like, the top three or four and, and for speed, and then Mostert and, and Edmonds put you over. Mostert's ridiculously fast. So, and you can't forget Miles Gaskin, too. That dude's yeah. burner. Yeah. yeah, so, like, they have, they have a lot of solid depth at the running back. They got some, they got Gasecki, who's a, a pretty underrated tight end. If he gets the playing time, like, he, I think he should. He's a solid tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude can't throw a D ball to save his life. I don't understand this hype that he's going to be a top 10 passer, but they don't need to be. I think yeah. he's a fine quarterback. I think he can have a nice career. I don't think he's the worst thing ever, but he will always be in the shadow of Burrow and Herbert. Like that's just how it's his, his career is going to go. Sorry. Um, I haven't met nine and eight on the year. I mean, I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate it. Um, I think that I think nine might be their ceiling. Um, you know, and, and I, and I'm, I'm gonna keep harping on the same reason why. Okay. Game one in the trenches. These guys got eight offensive linemen on this roster. Now they only, they play a three, four, but they only got five guys, uh, that are going to play up on, on the front. Um, they did bring in, I like the Melvin Ingram get, I think that's a good fit for them. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense with where they're at. Uh, Jalen Phillips on the other side. Holding it down, this they are very good at uh, at corner, uh, in particular. But this Howard is a team that, that had to go get a lot of depth at the safety positions. They've got ten guys out in the secondary. This is the one of the deepest secondaries in the NFL, and it's because they know they know that they don't got the dudes at safety positions yeah. to hold it down. And so 
I think this is a depth issue in the places where it counts. I think Mike McDaniel is going to find out real quick how many offensive linemen he wishes he had because eight ain't going to get it done. They On the left side, they literally are starter only on their depth chart. That is just not healthy Stupid. football. That's not 17-game football. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, I, actually, I see them as an eight and nine ticked-off team. Um, and I think it's a lot of youthfulness. I think it's a new coach. Um, and I think it's the fact that Tua is not the baller in the NFL that people wanted him to be. And I've been saying it since day one. The accuracy thing didn't get better. Now, with this system, it could help him. Yeah. He could be mid-60s this year because they're only going to throw the ball 10 yards down the field. Uh, 23 times this, a game? Yeah, wide mm-hmm. zone thing that they do uh, that Mike McDaniels installed in San Francisco and that Shanahan's running now. But still, I think there's some learning curve issues um, overall, and I think this defense got worse, not better. Uh, and Flores was a genius. Uh, defensively is a genius. Defensively, I hope he gets a job next year because he absolutely deserves one. He should have and, had a job now. Hey, yeah, Seahawks, he should, he should be coaching the Texans right now, yeah. uh, no, for real. Um, but yeah, John I'm eight nine. Fire Pete Carroll. I'd love to have Brian Flores my head coach. Ooh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I'd love it. That's a good fit. What's he gonna do uh, schematically with uh, your boy, little little linebacker? Put him at linebacker. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna do. Probably. Um, you good yeah, on eight nine? I know we got to move quick, but no, yeah. I I think nine's a little on the high end for me. Um, I think they're probably closer to that seven and eight range personally. Mm, there you um, go. I just, yeah, with, with Tua, I just don't see it. Um, again, happy to be proved wrong, um, but I just I just don't think he has it. I just don't. I, I, I will say the one thing that could save him is the unknown, and that's just Mike McDaniel. Yeah. That's yeah. the unknown of this team, and if yeah. Mike is really that good of a schemer that everybody says he is, I mean, like, I got to witness a lot of the genius as a 49er fan, but I haven't seen a lot of the leaders, so I don't know that. And, yeah, and I just we know that it takes that in the in I the also NFL don't think games. that there's a level of power that San Francisco has that that they don't have in mm-hmm. Miami. Yeah. Which that makes sense. I, I think schematically they can be really interesting, but I but I think what made Tyreek Hill so good is that he can take the top off of the, the defense. And he had an offensive line that could give him the time to do and, it. And they they just don't have the ability to actually do that. So yes, he will be good, obviously getting the ball short yardage making plays um you know off of a screen or um you know a quick slant some along those lines he can get that done but i think the reason that we saw the numbers out of Tyreek that we did is because of his ability downfield and when you remove that to an extent it's not going to be completely gone but when you are only going to get you know half or 60% of downfield availability and production out of that sort of thing um I think that's pretty limiting, and I think when the time comes, it's going to be a little bit easier to scheme and confuse a guy like Tua as well. So seven to eight feels pretty good for me. I, I'm probably, I, I think Lock probably eight is my, I'm locking it in another right, double eight, single nine. on eight wins. Awesome. Patriots and now. All right, we are going on to the, in my opinion, the two more boring teams in this division. Um, but Here we go. So the first team we got here, we're going to talk about is the Patriots. Um, The Patriots are building on their, Young QB Mac Jones, who fell the 15th pick um, for them. I mean, I think everybody knew that if he fell, that's exactly where he was going, and he did. He was statistically, arguably, their best, the best rookie quarterback last year, led them to the playoffs. They got absolutely smacked. Um, 
they got absolutely smacked by the by the Bills, but I mean, a lot of teams got smacked by the Bills and would. Because I mean, here's the thing about the Patriots: they are doubling down on the sheer smartness of Bill Belichick. I think he's deserved it. Um, but this team has lost a lot. Um, I think first off, they've lost Josh McDaniel. He's now the head coach of the Raiders. Um, and there's no clear successor designated for this thing. That's been a huge talking point and a headline that they like don't have an offensive play caller. It's going to be kind of play caller by committee, which I think is an odd choice to make. That's uh, a dumb choice to make. Yeah, I, I just I don't I don't like that at all because I mean Bill Belichick is a defensive coach, so let him do that. But they also brought back Mike Patricia as well, who's been the- calling offensive plays for them. And did, and did we see how what he did with the Lions? He's bad. Yeah. So I am not a fan of this team at all, but they're going to, they're going to try and do it the way that Bill Belichick's done it um, with, you know, the run game, tight ends, defense. Um, This roster, this defense took a huge hit and letting go of JC Jackson, um, which I think was absolutely, honestly, one of the dumbest decisions ever. Like who are they paying? They're paying nobody right now. They're not, they don't have to pay their quarterback. They don't draft well. They don't draft well. They're not paying Running backs or wide receivers, obviously, you can tell because they have nothing at wide receiver at all. Um, honestly, they're arguably their best player is probably Matthew Judon. He's probably their best player on their team on this team. I mean, besides Bill Belichick, yeah, I think Bill Belichick is the best player on the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 that being said, I think it was a huge mistake for them to not pay J.C. Jackson again. Um, they weren't paying anybody anyway, so why would you let that go? Um, so I think that was dumb for them. Um, this, this team to me has a really low ceiling, uh, for me and a really low floor as well. Um, the final seven games of the season are as follows. The Vikings, the Bills, the Cardinals, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Bills again. That's a brutal seven game stretch. The final seven games of the season. uh, I mean, they're out of all of these teams. They are by far the least dynamic, the least interesting and the least skilled out of all of these teams. As much as we were just talking about the negatives of the Dolphins, they're, they have way more talent on their team than the Patriots do. I mean, almost every... I mean, they have like as much talent, in my opinion, as like the Bears in terms of like the offensive skill positions that they got. I mean, the Bears, the Bears got uh, actually a wide receiver one in Darnell Mooney. Like, they're... I, I don't believe in this team at all. I think, they, I think that they're going to go 7-10 and 10. And I think they only go, win seven games because of Bill Belichick. Like, he's going to own the Jets. He always has. I mean, I could see maybe grabbing a game against the, the Dolphins. Um, but I think that's it in the division. I mean, every other, the, this last seven-game stretch, these teams are so much better than them in every way, shape, and form. So that's a, that's a brutal seven-game stretch to end the season. And so I see them going 7-10 and 10, um, on the season on that. So they're just not dynamic. I, I think that the tale of this team is the fact that uh, Bill, Bill Belichick, the coach, is a great coach. Bill yep. Belichick, the GM, sucks. He's awful. Yeah. Um, He's awful. And, and I think what you are seeing here is that, uh, and, and you know, we all wondered, was it going to be, oh, was it going to be that it was Bill coaching him up, or was it going to be that the GOAT really was the GOAT? The GOAT's the GOAT. Mm-hmm. And Belichick has proved to be okay, mediocre. Without yeah. him, uh, in terms of the win loss, and you you could say after first year, okay, I mean like Cam you Newton. lost the goat, and you didn't really have an, an, an you know a good backup on the team because you didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, um, you brought and, in Cam Newton, who 
right. was Cam Newton. Uh, my understanding is that Bill Belichick did not want to get rid of Garoppolo. Uh, that was not his decision, yep. and that that was taken from him. Um, but Belichick since then has not been able to put a genuinely competitive team out there that can go and have a winning record. This but roster it, again, it seems like he refuses to. Right. Well, it's it's he's set in his ways, and this is you know. I'm not I'm not trying to be an ageist here, but as you age as a coach, you believe in what you know, right? And there's like for instance, there's only four wide receivers on this team. Okay. Because Matthew Slater's on this team and he doesn't actually play wide receiver. He's special teams. He's a special teams guru. He may be the best special teams player in the league, but that only gets you so far. Right. That's They're, what you you're on the field. Six Nelson times Aguilar a game? <laughs> and Kendrick Bourne, who has lost his starting spot to Nelson Aguilar, by the way. Um, Devontae are, Parker are on. By here. the way, it's the year 2022. Yeah, <laughs> just so just we're just clear. so we're clear. This isn't 2016. Um, but I mean, genuinely, like he went back to Trent Brown. I'm just I'm just pointing out, like he's got Slater. He went back to Trent Brown. Um, he uh, he hasn't gotten rid of uh his his running back by committee decision. By the way, they labeled Damian Harris as the starter today. Stevenson's being taken in every fantasy, everything, and everybody presumed him the starter. Today, Damian Harris is the starter. You know, I know that doesn't necessarily mean anything in New yeah. England, but he is. Um, yeah. You know, it, he does not. He doesn't ever promote rookies. Brendan Schooler, their strong safety that they took, is at the end of this stinking lineup. Like they, they have five strong safeties on this roster. What the crud is going on? No team needs five strong safeties. They have uh they have rookies at two and three slots. There is one rookie starting, and it's the genius maneuver that they pulled in the first round when they went and got Cole Strange at left guard. Like <laughs> this dude thinks he can literally make marble statues out of mud. And I and I'm not saying that Cole Strange couldn't be a starter in the NFL, but he literally could have gotten this guy in the fourth round. His GM prowess is awful like he is historically bad as a gm he's just, he is phenomenal as a head coach and a play caller and just schemer. a football mind but dear lord take the freaking money out of his pocket and do not let him pay whatever the crud he wants to pay tight ends are you joking me like you you go and make the moves that he's making and you're gonna get seven and ten six and eleven because you can't coach up that much when you take all the money away from being able to pull in a skilled player outside of Devonta Parker the next year. Like, they had no money to go get anything other than Devonta Parker. I still think Devonta Parker is going to get 80 yeah. catches this year because Mac Jones is good. And also like, because that's who they, that's their only option. And Yeah, but seriously, yeah. he's not throwing the I ball mean, to Nelson Aguilar. Uh, you know, that style of the week I had a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about the most expensive wide receiver rooms and they were up there with either the or one of the most expensive wide receiver rooms with, like, nothing to show for it. Nothing. Yeah. And, and, and genuinely, this is not a deep roster. It's not a good roster. This is a mediocre roster with a really good coach. Seven wins is all they're going to get. And anybody expecting more than that out of the Patriots this year is out of their freaking mind. Yeah. You're not looking at a whole roster. Yeah, you have Mac Jones. I'm not saying he's bad at all. He proved he can ball. Absolutely he can. But who's he going to throw the ball to? And how are they going to put up? Do you see this team's consistently putting up over 24 points in a game? 
Because it's what you have no. to do to win in the, in the NFL regularly. You have to put up over and, 24. And here's the thing, too. Like, as good as Mac Jones is, I don't think he's, is, at least in this point in, this, in his career, I don't think he's really a difference maker. No, but he's so, going to go out and not make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. and, and Belichick's going to put him way, in a position to, right. to do that, sure. to go out and, and manage a game and not turn the ball over. And But he's not going to give him the opportunity from a roster perspective to actually make no, plays. His ceiling as a player is Matt Ryan. That's his ceiling. Yeah. And he could very well hit it. But that's I, I, don't, his I don't know if he's got the, the Matt Ryan ball in him. I dog in him? I think, yeah, I think that, that he makes him, good enough decisions <laughs> that he's going to hit that 30, especially with the 17th game now in play. He's going to hit that 30 marker. He's going to get over 4,000 yards. You know, uh, already proved he can do that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think he's going to be in that low teens, mid teens on his interceptions. I think he's a... He he's genuinely the definition of two seventy five two yeah. and one. He, he's, he's better than be, Tannehill for yeah, sure. He's yeah. a better decision maker. His his percentage, by the way, still going to be up right under seventy. I think he's in that sixty seven sixty eight range. And the scheme is going to be there for him. You know, what but he the reminds scheme me of? is what's going to get him those yards. He reminds me of Jared Goff when McVay first showed up. Where we're like, okay, this Goff guy, like as long as you put him in a position to win, like he can do everything you need to do. He's yeah, just and not then gonna, he'll pop fair. off for a game for four touchdowns. But but then if you don't really put him in that position, like we saw in Detroit last year, it's like okay, well he's not really going to go out and single handedly win you a game. Yeah, he did it once. He did. <laughs> he did. Um, I forget. Out of respect for Belichick here, like it's hard for me to say that a Bill Belichick led team doesn't win seven games. But as we look at the last seven Dude, games that you detailed it's here. I you can maybe win against the Vikings. I I don't know. That's probably the most that, gettable team. I coin, NFL anything can happen. Call it a coin flip. I don't. Maybe they win one of those last seven games. Yeah, maybe. but one in six. Which, which means, Cardinals, Vikings, Dolphins. One of those is gettable. Yeah, yeah. But here, here here's the thing. Let's say worst case scenario, they win one of those games. You're telling me they would have been a double positive team in the front half of that season before they got to that seven game stretch because if they're going to go seven and ten and they lose six of those they, then that means they would have so i look at their schedule they would have been like it's, six and four it, it's a pretty i don't i don't know if they if that they can be seven and three six and four before they even get to that stretch in the season to right. to potentially lose most of those games which again who knows the cardinals they always collapse and, and, so so okay so they have a kind of a they got some easy ones here. So they've got they they play the Dolphins week one, which I think they can beat them. Are they but, at home? Um bottom team. They are okay, so it's it's in Miami. Okay. Dolphins in Miami, but I think they, I think they can get them. That's fifty fifty then. Miami Miami can beat like, Tom Brady. I mean, dude, they play Miami. teams like the Lions, they play the Browns, the Bears, the Jets twice, and the okay. Colts. So I mean okay. I, so I, I can see them. Yeah. They're going to lose the Colts game. They might lose the Dolphins one. They go three and two out of the first five. That's, but I mean, that's but doable. You're, you're, yeah. playing the, you're playing the Jets and the Bears. Yeah. And you're, yeah. But what, but you know, what happens if the Bears come out and they somehow beat this team? I, well, then, well, then they know, can be could worse. happen. You then know, they, they can be worse. But I'm just banking the NFL. On, on a game yeah. like that when it's two bad teams, like I think the Patriots are, the coach is going to win out in that game. Like, yeah, usually. 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 Um, usually. I, I think seven is the ceiling, the absolute ceiling here. Again, just out of respect for Belichick, I think this is probably one of the most boring. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to fire up a Patriots game all year unless they're playing a team that I care about. Never forget, he threw 
three freaking passes the and game. they won. Yeah. Oh, no. But they won the was regular season Monday yeah, night yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah. They they won that game and he threw three passes. Yeah. And while that's good, I also don't like that. that no, I they, hate they it. Did that? Yeah. Like I hate it. Even even like this isn't a Matt uh, Mac Jones slander thing. I don't like that they just did that to begin with because. Yeah, you won, but I don't like yeah, that but, Belichick is doing that. Right, and then the next <laughs> week, they were down two offensive linemen and a defensive starter because of that. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, mm-hmm. honestly, again, out of respect for Belichick, it might be time. Oh, man, I'm not ready for that conversation It, it might yet. be time. He's getting a little old. Well, I think, and if anything, these, I it's think just, some of these older coaches, I think this may be their last year for some of these older Old style coaches, and except for Andy Reid, he's still a genius. And it wouldn't be as bad if he wasn't also, you know, doing all the GM stuff. They're not setting themselves up for any improvement at any point. There's no future for this team in the Belichick era, other than the fact that he's just a good coach. I I will say this, and and I'll touch on it. I know we got to move. If he goes two and fifteen, you better still let him finish the freaking year. Yes, because Bill Belichick walks out with his head up. He won't get fired. And he would win the last game of the the year. I think you could set the stadium on fire and probably not get fired there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they'd be like, "We understand. We know why you're mad." He, a- he could probably actually gun down Mac Jones. In a I, no, I don't think he could do that. <laughs> there's there's a zero percent chance. Uh, that we he do not gets condone violence on this show. Grant only speaks for himself. Was wasn't there a Patriots player who did that and played a full season? Oh, yeah. listen, that was an allegation <laughs> <laughs> that turned. That was very true. <laughs> um, so I'm just saying, we're not laughing about murder. It? We're laughing about the irony of things being true that we didn't know. I want to say six, though. I'm going I'm to roll right. six okay. one. Seven. Let's move on to the, the, this last team in the AFC least, as I'll call it. A, it's just being funny. The anyway, Jets. here we go. We've got the Jets. Um, they're trying to go all in on their boy, Zach Wilson. Um, where they're hoping he will make uh, a, a leap in restocking this team in the thirteen possible games he has, because he will be sitting for the first four. Yes, you'll be. I was literally going to say that. Sorry, bro. I was literally going to say that. Anyway, uh, they're going to try and erase the concern because Sala. There was nothing positive about this team last year. There was no positive unit on this team at all. No, like their running backs weren't that nothing. Wide receivers, quarterback line. Hey, they beat D-line. the Titans last year. They did do that, but like there was there was not a single. Decent unit in this first year with Robert Sala. I think that he had almost nothing going for him anyway. Um, he's probably, yeah, Zach Wilson, as Matt jumped ahead here, said that he's probably out for the first month of the season. So it's the Joe Flacco experience for first four weeks of the season. Um, but Wilson does have a complete lineup here. It's kind of revamped, uh, a sturdier line, uh, a long-term skill group. I mean, dude, we, we, we praise them as the best team, most improved team night one of the draft. They had an incredible draft. Um, they, they, they went and traded back into the late rounds to get Jermaine Johnson, who dropped to like the 20s. Who, mm. Who's, I mean, he was a top 15. That was a good get. I mean, dude. Speed uh, rusher. Dude. Stud. Yeah, so that was, that was incredible. They got Sauce Gardner with the fourth pick. They also signed... Phenomenal. D, they also signed DJ Reed, reunited with Solo when DJ Reed played for the, for the Niners there. DJ Reed was awesome for the Seahawks. He was a little injured, but when he played, he was legit. So they, they got some two solid corners there. Um, uh, they got safety, Jordan Whitehead rocking out here. So easily the best draft. They had a, a, an incredible draft. It was great. Um, but Solon still needs to prove that he can um, I- improve personnel on this team. He has to prove it because, honestly, it was doo-doo. There was nothing, there was nothing to talk about. 
It was it was pretty, it was as is for the Jets, the New York Jets. Um, they open up the season playing the entire AFC North this year. First four weeks, they get the whole AFC North out of the way. I don't see. I see them going zero and four here. I mean, they don't have Zach Wilson. They don't have their guy who they've been practicing with, who's been getting the week week one rep. This, um, the week one reps. I mean, he he's out. I see them going zero and four here. Then after that, <clears throat> they play the Dolphins, Packers, Broncos, Patriots, Bills, and Patriots. There's a good chance they could go zero and nine in their first ten games of the season. Because uh, dude, I, Belichick owns them. He he's like never lost against the Jets. Well, he's gonna lose he some games now. this year. I don't know. Well, yes, but I don't know if I I have the Patriots winning those games again. Anyway, but I mean the the Dolphins, Packers, Broncos, Bills. After playing the whole entire AFC North to open up their like, they could mm-hmm. easily go one and nine. This their first ten games of the season. It's it's a it's a tough run. It's tough. It's really tough. Again, I'm being hard because again, I don't like this whole like, oh, they maybe could win some games. Like that, like I think they have potential, but I think they're still two years out from from being a team that can make noise because I I don't know what I mean. Zach Wilson was awful. I'm just gonna throw it out there. He was awful. He was not good. I don't think though they're as bad as their record is gonna say. I just think that these other teams are so much better than them. I, I, that's honestly what it is. I mean, come on. I mean, you've completely like revamped your your defense with rookies, that's, I mean, that's baptism by fire right there. Um, playing teams like the AFC North, I mean, they're, I mean, I mean, I feel bad for that, that team that has to play in the Ravens and the, and the Bengals in the first four weeks and then has to go play the, the Packers and Broncos and Bills. Like, I don't envy that. I don't think they're as bad as their record is going to reflect. The other teams they play are just going to be better than them this year. Um, mm-hmm. So I think they go 5-12, and 12, maybe 6-11. and 11. That's what I got them going here. Okay. I mean, so I, I'll, I mean, I will, I will agree that this roster, uh, this roster's got some places it needs to go. It's, it's pretty youthful in certain areas. And it's better. Like, I'm not, uh, like they got Garrett Wilson. I mean, their, their, their wide receiver core seems to be solid. Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, and that's, Corey it's Davis. an up and coming unit. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, you know, Braxton Berrios, you know, yep. like you said, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson in particular. That's solid. Denzel Mims is on this team. Um, I think he's you know, seeking a trade, and I. They, but no, I was going to say, but not for long. Yeah. Um. You know. So right now they've got six wide receivers. I think they're very comfortable going down to five. They can make something happen with uh, Mims here pretty quick. But I, I do like. Uh, I do like a couple things about him. Um. And one is my stat of the week. Um. And uh, you know, you you already mentioned uh, Sauce Gardner, uh, who we all loved, and uh, coming out, we we knew he might he might have been like the the biggest like, home run of the draft. Yeah, I mean he's he is a baller, like just straight up. Um, but one of the things I saw on him that I wanted to mention today and thought that was it was amazing. Uh, Sauce played a total of twenty four coverage snaps this preseason and wasn't targeted a single time. Not only <laughs> did he not allow a catch, but opposing quarterbacks didn't even try and throw his way. Oh, he's this Darrell is a guy Revis. who did not give up a touchdown. His senior or his final year uh, of college ball, Bro, either. He's getting that Richard Sherman, Darrell Revis treatment. He's going to be an island. I like him a lot. Um, and I think that their secondary is good. I think that their linebacking core is good. Remember, CJ Mosley's holding mm-hmm. down that middle. Yeah. Um, I think they improved their rush. I also think they wisely kept uh, 19 total linemen. I'm going to keep harping on that issue. 
Um, and but the only thing I don't like is that they went out and tried to just sub in some guys on the offensive side that didn't make them better. They went and got Fant or, or, or uh, not Fant. Um, they well, he is on their team. Yes. Uh, no, Fant's gonna start. Uh, and then they went and got that other the other Seattle player. Uh, they went and got Dwayne Brown. So oh yeah. So they yeah they have they have Dwayne Brown and he's, they've he's got good. George really Fant. Good. George Fant um is a borderline for me. I mean I've watched him play a lot and he gets beat on the speed a lot. Um, he's fine. He's okay, but I wouldn't want him starting in my right tackle. They do have Max Mitchell sitting behind him as a rookie and as his eventual replacement. That's probably a one or two year loaner, but I don't think this team got a ton better. They did replace four out of five starting linemen, though. Yeah. Connor McGovern from Denver. Uh, the big signing, though, was Lakin Tomlinson at guard. I'm I'm in agreement for the majority here. I mean, this team won four games last year. I think the ceiling's seven. I like them at six. I, yeah. I I just don't think that they have... They have depth in the right places, but I don't think that it's strong enough of a roster to be better than seven wins. I think they'll get their surprises. I think it'll be an improving team. Yeah. Love Robert Sala as a leader. I uh, don't know if I love him as a head coach still. I uh, might have been a little too young to make that jump, in my opinion. Yeah. But um, I mean, this is a year you find out. Yeah, this is this is definitely a year where you find out what you got. Um, and and I, I think I think there you find out in both quarterback and head coach. And I, I'm going to be the guy that says it. Um, Zach Wilson will not be playing on this team next year. They're mm-hmm. going to do a two year and move on. This is a Josh Rosen oopsie. Um, or Sam Darnold's oopsie. They, they yeah, they they made a mistake here. And I've said that from day one. I was so glad the 49ers did not move this direction at any was, point in time. I was time. a little bummed. Um, I'm very glad to be sitting with Trey Lance and not Zach Wilson. So, yeah. that's where I'm at. Um, ironically, I may have been a little more bullish on this team if they weren't starting Joe Flacco for the first four weeks. Not that yeah. Zach Wilson's great or anything, but I think at this point he's probably a better option than Joe Flacco. Well, yeah, because he's he's played with all yeah, these exactly. Guys it's and- more of a cohesion thing and not necessarily like, oh, Zach Wilson's going to go in and like win you games. Um, so if that were the case, like if they had their starting quarterback for the first four weeks, I might kind of be in agreement more up towards that seven. I think all things considered, with that, it's probably five and twelve for me. Even though I do think that they're better than last year. Uh, I think this is going to be the team that we might see one of the biggest improvements next year. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just their quarterback situation right now is really going to be holding them back from even approaching like a 500 record. So, Yeah, so I think uh, for the podcast sake, we're going to make a call here and we're going we're gonna to cut right here for this portion of the AFC and uh, put the AFC West as well as our predictions into uh, another cup for you guys. So we'll have a part one, part two here on the AFC. Thank you guys for sticking with us so far. Yeah, because this and, AFC West uh, is going to take us some time, I think. We, But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to dive in a little deeper. And again, we'll get into our predictions and we'll also get into our uh, guesses for week one uh, here on the next part. So stick around and uh, load up that part two and uh, we'll get you through this first NFL weekend.